July 2nd, 2010. VGN Radio presents Kevin's Old Blast Radio with your host, Kevin Baird. Jason Corber. And Jedi Hillis. Tonight's topic, post-E3 hardware and maybe a little software. Uh, so uh, Jedi and I had originally planned to uh, do a post-E3 show, but I suggested that uh, we delay it a little bit in order to get a little less hype that was coming right out of the show, which is typical, and to talk a little bit more um, uh, sensibly about uh, some of the stuff, you know, a little bit after, so we can, you know, maybe get some of the specs that have come out, which some of them have, and, um, you know, get some more reaction from some more level-headed people. So uh, we figured it was a good time as any to do it today, since we have no lives on a Friday. Uh, we also have Jason joining us, who is um, here for uh, to help you understand what an accelerometer is, apparently. But um, we'll, ta- we'll talk <laughs> yeah. about that in a minute. I've never heard the term before. That's, that's I fine. Understand what it is now, because I, I mean I understand the whole motion technology prior. Right. That. Yeah. An accelerometer is just a little. Um, it's just a little, a, a little bitty like device that just detects uh, motion and it's it's really accurate and it's able to de- you know um, because it can detect motion it does a really good job of you know knowing if you've like tilted your controller in your hand or say your iPhone has one in it um, so it, it knows if you've tilted it to the left tilted it to the right lifted it up lifted it down etc so um, it also knows if you pushed it forward and pulled it back. Uh, that's what an accelerometer does. The only thing an accelerometer doesn't do versus, say, a gyroscope, which is something that um, Apple has added to their new their newest iPhone, is that an, is that a gyroscope will tell you orientation, meaning that if you're holding it, if you're if you hold the iPhone say straight up, it knows that it's being held straight up. Not you know it knows where it's at. Um, you know, it's, 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 it, it, right. Well, it knows where it's at in space, just like Jedi said. It it knows. You know, the accelerometer will tell you if something has been turned or twisted, but it never really can tell you. You know, is it now? Um, you know, facing the person holding it. You know, or is it? Um, uh, you know, did did you just spin it around to the other side? You know, it it doesn't right. know that. An accelerometer, though. You know, for the most part. When it comes to gaming, isn't a big deal. So, um, you know, with the Wii, you know, it, instead of having a gyroscope in it, the way the Wii works, since we can all be, um, we'll, we'll put this on common ground, is that um, the Wii has a sensor bar that actually that sensor bar doesn't sense shit. Um, the sensor bar has two little, um, it, it looks like they're two little uh, LED receivers, but those are actually infrared lights. You can't see them with the naked eye, but that's what they are. And they're shining when the Wii's on. And the Wii itself, the, the front of the Wii, um, that you think is sending, like shooting like a beam of light at the, those sensors, is actually doing the exact opposite. The front of the Wiimote is actually a camera. And it can see those two dots on your sensor bar. And because it can see those dots, it then knows how it's oriented based on those two dots. Plus it has an accelerometer in it, so it knows if it's being turned, etc. So um, that's how the Wiimote works, and then it sends that information via wireless Bluetooth connection to the Wii. And um, that's very different than how PlayStation Move works, which we're going to talk about right now. PlayStation right. Move 
is also a, a wand controller, essentially. It looks like a microphone, except at the top of the microphone, there's an orb, rather than a microphone, obviously. And uh, the orb glows, and there's a bunch of different colors for it. And it also has buttons on the controller, not on the orb. The orb is just a colored ball. And uh, the ball will glow. And then it also uses the PlayStation 3 camera, the eye camera, which... Um, you know, you put you, you obviously make it face you. You don't point it towards the ceiling or anything. It won't work. Um, and it can see the controller in your hand, and it tracks its movement that way. So it, it somehow is able to look at the, the, the way you're holding the controller and, um, and how you're holding it. We're not quite sure um, right now if the PlayStation Move has an accelerometer in it or not. We know it... Oh, yeah, oh. I actually just looked it up and I found where it said it does. It does. Okay, I figured it probably did because it, it's easier to detect, um, you know, faster motion that way than it is to to, to track to to track it um, with a camera. Because camera, I don't know, it's just not that you know, camera is pretty good, but it's got to send all that information after you know and up the up the thing and and all that. Although the PlayStation Three camera is pretty good, so yeah. So um, and as well uh, to these two to, to these two items, they're also selling an accessory, which is sort of like the nunchuck controller, but a little bit more. It's got more buttons on it and, and stuff than the nunchuck controller that uh, is out for the Wii. And um, apparently, that's also wireless, so you don't need to connect a wire to it, which is like another forty bucks if you're going to buy that. Um, so, but that's sold separately. You're going to end up buying if you wanted to get Move. Uh, you could get it for ninety nine bucks, which comes with the camera, a game, and one wand controller. Now, in the demos that I saw for the PlayStation Move, um, they had some games that actually required it looked like two uh, controllers. The boxing seemed like it, you needed two controllers in order to play. Now, some of the demos that they were doing required two controllers in order to play. So I'm not sure what the accessory is going to do for us because uh, the accessory controller because. It seems like you would be better off buying two um, wand controllers than uh, or move controllers, should I call it that? I'm not sure. Yeah. I'm not sure what is it, what the controller is called at this point. Is it the move controller? It's actually the, the dumbest name ever. It's called the sub controller. The sub the sub controller. Okay. Right. That, and that's the accessory. The sub controller. Yes. Okay. Yeah, like it's the nunchuck version. Right. Why they couldn't just put another glowing ball on that? I'm not sure. Or just you know make it so you have two of the two of the the wands in your hand because that's what seems like they showed in all the demos um right. now for what i saw and and uh Jen, i'll let you you know, you know talk in a minute um sure is that uh it seemed very accurate uh somehow they're able to um uh at least take the um the action that you're doing uh on the screen and translate it to the system uh very quickly um, in real time. Now, this is part of what I saw was part of the press conference. I didn't see. Um, to I read some stuff after the um, after the show, but I didn't see too much stuff um, in video form of people playing Move and letting me see how uh, real time it was. I did see some of the. Um, they showed some tracking where, like, 
you know, it puts you in the game and you're holding like two swords in your hand and you're waving those around. There's no game there. I don't know. It's like some technology demo, basically. You got like a helmet on your head and you're moving the swords around, but there's nothing going on. Um, that's pretty cool. My, Microsoft showed something similar to that with um, Connect. Uh, and I, I also saw some of the stuff they did with the eye camera before um, where, you know, the, the camera's facing the ground. Like, it, what, what was the name of that card game? Um, you're talking about um, the Eye of Judgment? Yeah, Eye of Judgment. Uh, this had, yeah. like, a little animal or something on the ground or, like, a monkey. Right. And, uh, the eye g- pets. I think that's what it was. Was it? Yeah. And, and they, were, they were manipulating that, and I don't think that's fun at all. Um, but <laughs> but I, I think that um, uh, what Sony showed uh, was a lot of support for um, a, a more adult audience when it comes to games, and I, I should say more hardcore audience, because adult may be the wrong word, because a lot of old people like to play Wii. Um, <laughs> but uh, the, you know, they showed they showed SOCOM. They 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 talked about uh, kill zone support um, and uh, a, a lot of um, uh, more mainstream game support is uh, being uh, fleshed out for this thing. Um, so it seems like Sony's really putting a lot of uh, effort behind uh, making this motion control um, work right. Now, Now, um, uh, the accuracy is good. A lot of guys really enjoyed a lot of the sports games. They say it was more accurate than anything they had played on the Wii before. They seemed like they had a lot of fun playing it. Um, and then other people I talked to really sort of were um, very ho-hum about it um, because they felt like it was basically um, Wii. It was like a high-definition version of Wii, you know, m- more accurate, but the same technology is there. It's sort of like they've already done that, and maybe these people were looking for something more. Again, I haven't played it. It hasn't been in my hand. I don't think, like, I watched this boxing um, demonstration that looked really cool, um, except that there's no way that the guy, like, the game is completely emulating every arm stroke that the guy's doing. I felt that it was somewhat staged um, and I felt like I'm I might be being tricked. And maybe it's true, maybe it's fine, but I would prefer to be able to try this thing out myself before I could actually come back and say, well, it's really great. Alright, Jedi, your turn. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm going to tell you before we get started that Jason got dropped. Oh, that's okay. I'll add him while you're talking. Okay, okay. Um, well, you just want my general impressions? Is that yeah, about moved. Yeah, sure. Or anything else okay. I may have missed. Yeah. Um, well, f- first of all, um, one of the things you said earlier on, which I was going to um, just correct for <laughs> for correction's sake, is that the PlayStation Move, um, the glowing ball at the top, it's not that they sell those in different colors. It's the, the glowing orb itself changes colors throughout the, um, the playing of the game. Yeah, that's something so, I've actually asked people about, and everybody was like, I don't know. And I, I, I did actually try and research that, and then somebody told me that um, you, you, you buy them in colors. Oh, thanks, Jason. And um, so now you're telling me that it changes color, so, which is cooler, I think. So that's fine. It does. It does. And I, can, I, I, saw, I watched a tech uh, demo of them doing that live. So, yeah, I can guarantee you that the, it changes colors as they do it. Um, so they're because their whole big pitch at first where they were like, "Look, if you throw a nice spell, it'll change to blue." You know, like that's like some big selling point. But okay, all were, right. They were just pointing that out. Um, yeah, my initial impressions of the PlayStation Move is that, you know, I, I, it's kind of how it is with me in, in motion controlling in, in general, and that I don't know. I haven't really been too impressed with motion controls as of yet. Um, mostly because of my experience with the Wii. Now, granted, I know the Wii's made some improvements, and it's had the 
addition to it, whatever that thing is called that I can't remember off the top of my head, the Wii Motion Plus to make it better. But I really do think that um, the PlayStation Move is going in the right direction in that it's really concentrating on accuracy. If you can get a one-to-one uh, ratio as far as your movement is concerned, I think that that uh, makes a big difference, at least in terms of um, the potential of it. Um, and that's really where I, I can only I can say that during the E3 conference, I didn't really see much that made me jump out of my seat and go, wow, that looks amazing and that looks awesome. But I do think that there is potential for it to be cool, um, depending on what the developers do with it. And um, the one-to-one um, accuracy is something that um, can be exploited into making stuff, you know, not just a different way of controlling games, but possibly a better way if they can get it to work intuitively. Um, you know, I can definitely understand the, the the points about people saying, well, you know, it's just like a Wii controller. Um, you know, and I'm not interested in playing what we would consider standard Wii titles or uh, mini games on the PlayStation Move, even if they're even if they're more accurate. Like that's fine to come in maybe as a as an introductory title, but I'm not going to be buying the PlayStation Move if I think all I'm going to get is yeah, is party titles out of it. It does help me. Um, become more interested in the, the fact that they're trying to at least seemingly like you said Kevin um shoot for some of the hard more hardcore audience in that they're announcing support for games like Killzone 3, SOCOM, um I think even Dead Space 2 is going to have support for it. Who I mean lord knows if these things are in, are going to work at all, you know. You can just say well yeah, we're going to support it and it may turn out to be garbage, but you know that's really where I'm going to have to get my hands on it and feel see how this thing feels um and whether or not it's going to be any good. Now, that'll take me into what you said about the subcontroller, and you you had had questions about whether or not you know some games are going to require two we you know or not Wii modes two PlayStation moves with the glowing balls on it, um, and some of them are going to require the subcontroller and the PlayStation Move controller. I think um, it's definitely going to be a mix of of them. You're probably if you're going to want to get the full experience, you're probably going to have to have at least two. PlayStation moves and at least one subcontroller. Um, the good thing about the subcontroller, in my opinion, is that it allows you more freedom in 3D space. Because let's—I don't know how you would move your character forward or backwards having just two PlayStation moves. You have two glowy balls, and so let's say you know you can have freedom of your arms, but you know what are you going to do? Jog in place, you know, to make your guy go forward or backward. And and that's the problem that I see with Natal, which I guess we can talk about that later. But having the subcontroller in there, I think, allows for a bit more freedom in that we, you can implement it into third-person shooters, first-person shooters, and, and whatnot. Um, so those are kind of my initial impressions. Um, I really was most impressed by the tech demos that they didn't really show at E3. If you go online, if you look around um, and just look at PlayStation Move tech demo, I, th- I think the inclusion of the camera system really um, puts it a, a little bit a, a ahead of the Wii because of the fact that they can, if it works properly, if it works how they're showing it at least, they can capture your, your body frame and then reproduce that into the um, into the TVs and then give you some sort of like a weapon in 3D. So you can like watch yourself on screen holding the Wiimote or God, I keep saying that holding the PlayStation move and where you, let's say, you know, you can be holding a sword and then they can also um, replace your, your human figure with some sort of 3D figure. And so you can basically get all of that, um, all that action in there. And I think, I think that's pretty cool, at least for um, the future. Um, I don't know. You saw that sorcery game, Kevin. I mean, I thought that looked okay um, as far as a good use of the PlayStation Move and how they're trying to incorporate um, unique movements into their hardcore games. And, you know, that's not necessarily a AAA title, but if that's just scratching the surface and if it gets enough popularity where other people will latch onto it and say, hey, you know what? That's kind of cool. Why don't we do this? 
then I think you know the possibilities are are endless. But it really is going to come. Anything, any else? All right. Sorry, everybody, for the static there at the last five minutes. What Jedi had to say. Um, we're having microphone issues. It's my fault. Hopefully, the computer just doesn't randomly blow up. It did hang up on Jason once, though. But uh, he's back with us. He's meditating now. I think he's playing with his cat or something. Um, no, but I, I agree with everything you said. Uh, one, one of the problems I have with um, uh, Move uh, is the expense of um, the system. I have a problem with Connect too. In this, res- I don't think either of them are pricing themselves appropriately. Um, right. I think that uh, your 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 hardcore crowd is going to go out and spend the hundred bucks. But, you know, maybe some guys already have the camera, so it's not a big it's not a big jump for them to go out and get the controller. But really, with this sort of motion control, you're going to want something that is um, appropriate to uh, have multiplayer. And it seems like you're going to end up buying a lot of expensive pieces in order to have that happen. And um, I just don't think that the gamers are going to jump on board uh, in the kind of numbers that are necessary for the thing to be a success. Because, um, you know, there's a lot of wait and see. And really, with these game editions, you know, it's always going to be something where... Well, you can play Dead Space 2 with the controller, or you can play it with, you know, the motion controller, but it'll be a little bit more cumbersome with the motion controller, because that's basically what they end up doing. Uh, With the Wii especially, you know, they had a lot of games that would use motion control, and nine times out of ten, you were just better shutting that part of the feature off if you could, because it wasn't quicker, it wasn't better, it wasn't easier, you know? Um, right. Pressing a button to throw a pass in Madden is much easier than taking the controller <laughs> and doing a little thing over your head to throw it. You know, it's not even yeah. it, that, that's not that's not more fun. It's more frustrating. Right. And um, now, granted, I think Sony has the right idea with some of those games that they showed, where they were using it as sort of like a light gun. If it's yeah. a, if it's as accurate as they say it is, that's great because. Um, Nintendo's tried that with the light gun with the Wii, and it it doesn't work as well as the light gun. Uh, it's not as accurate. And um, I think that if 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 uh, move is, then um, great. There's there's a there's a good um, there's a good use of it right there. But um, I I still don't think that people are going to line up to play House of the Dead three again. You know what I mean, or or whatever. It, it it's kind of like everybody's going to wait and see what's going to come for this thing. And I, like you, I saw a lot of stuff that was there. And I, you know, granted, the sports game, that might be fun. But would I spend, you know, if I was like, if I didn't have the camera and everything, would I spend the kind of money just to get that sports game to play ping pong? Probably not. No, I wouldn't. Sure. Yeah, completely, completely agree with you there. And I mean... Sony and um, and Microsoft, you know, are both kind of pricing themselves out out of the um, out of the, a little bit out of range of the average consumer, or even maybe the hardcore consumer at this point. And I, 
you know, I'm lucky enough to where I have the camera already, so I don't have to spend the money for the camera. Um, but kind of what makes it a little bit more confusing, at least you know, while we're talking about the move, is that I'm not really sure what I'm supposed to go out and get. Like, let's say like the move comes out tomorrow. Like, do I go out and buy one move controller and nothing else? Do I buy two move controller, one controllers? Do I buy a move controller and a sub controller? Like, what am I going to get the most for my money? You know, because I don't want to go out and buy like, <coughs> excuse me. Sorry, um, I'm gonna want to go out and buy a move and a sub controller, and then I get the games, and they're all like, "Well, you need two wand controllers," you know, and so you're like, right. oh, "Damn it!" So now I got to go out and buy another wand controller. You know, it's like I right. Well, that's I, how it is on the back of you know Wii games, which I think is a pain in the ass, and I think a lot of people think it's a pain in the ass because you know it'll there's like a construction set. You need one Wii controller. You need one Wii controller and a nunchuck. You need a balance board. And then if you're playing the online games, you might need the GameCube controller or the classic arcade controller and, uh, you know, or the Wii or the Wii controller. And, and so you're just like, um, it's like, a, you know, you've got a toy chest next to the game console to deal with all of the, the possibilities of what you're going to plug in in order to play, you know, or, or you just don't play it. And, um, I definitely want to. I'm sorry to interrupt. No, no, I, I definitely want to touch on, what, on something else you said, and I think this is key. At least from my perspective, this is this is the way I personally feel. Other people might disagree, but I the move has to be at least um, the, it has to make the majority of games a, a better experience than it would be without the move control. Right, right. It has to. It can't. I don't want to play like you were saying. The thing about the Wii for me is is that a lot of times, you know, some of these games I play, they don't they just feel like a different way of doing it. It's like, well, if I shake, you know, if I sit there and I shake the controller, it's going to make my, you know, character throw some fireballs or something like that. And it's that that's, you know, okay, if I'm a casual gamer or whatever and I'm just like, oh, you know, that's cute, you know, the guy shakes the controller and he throws a fireball, but I don't want to play a 20-hour game like that. Right. You know, I I want to play something that if the, if I pick up the move and I say, "Oh my God, Killzone Three is so much better because of the accuracy," you know, like it, it feels like a mouse and you know keyboard, like I can shoot people better. Then great, like I'm all on board for that. If it makes my gaming experience better, but if it's like I grab it and they're like, you know, now put it behind your back, duck under the table, throw the controller over your, you know, to throw a grenade, like f that. I don't want to do that. Right. I just get, you know, that doesn't make it more fun. Like you said, it makes it more frustrating. And I think the technology from a technological perspective. And I think some people might be um, not giving this as much credit. I really do think that accuracy is going. The accuracy of the thing is going to make the difference between this and and the Wii. Because if it's accurate, like they say it is, then you you can do that and not have to worry about it effing up. You know what I mean? And and so if you can pull that off and make it make it work in a in a in a good fashion, and you've got all these crazy, you know, good graphics and everything, then I think it has potential to do that. But like you said, it's it's wait and see. Yeah, I um, I think it's uh, you know it it. I I'm not sure that this is really. I don't think Microsoft or Sony are, have really thought this out that well because you know the next generation consoles are only a couple of years away, and um, had they just focused on lowering the price of their existing consoles, which are still prohibitively high, um, you know at three hundred dollars each if you want a decent console. Um, and worked on getting that price down and selling games that support the existing features that these consoles have, which is you know online and um, the uh, the hard drive that's in them and, and and the cameras that they already released for both systems. 
um, right. you know, that would have been enough for this generation. Two years from now, come out with your your motion controller, you know, because um, I don't know if the audiences are, are audiences really going to go out and buy this crap. I, I just don't know if it's going to float. But all right, let's move. Let's move along. Um, oh, go ahead. I can't. I, I just want to touch on what you just quickly, quickly on what you just said in that I understand what you're saying. Um, the only reason I take a, a little bit of po- different point of view of that is I think that this is kind of a testing ground for these two because as, few, as game consoles go forward, you know, um, graphics are going to get better. That's, that's, that's a given. But I really think what the industry is trying to do is find new ways of, of immersing these people into your games. And everybody, you know, the dream is to one day have like a virtual reality type thing, you know, where you have the crazy headset and you're in the game. Like that's every gamer's wet dream at some point, you know? And so the move is kind of like, well, let's see if this, if this, if we can get this thing going in one direction, if it, you know, if it gets any sort of um, ground, then we can take the next step in the next system. And, but if you bank everything on the PlayStation 4 having motion controls and it completely falls flat, then, you know, then you're effed. You know, and you're screwed. Well, so I think that it's kind of like a preemptive sort of like let's test the waters and see what we can do with this type of thing. Yeah, I'm not sure that they'd be screwed. I mean, Nintendo did it, and and if they weren't uh, if they weren't able to make it a success, they could have still you know kept on with the GameCube sort of theme, and you know that's basically what they've done anyway. They've developed all their games in house that are basically GameCube games rather than using too many <laughs> right. features from the Wii. Um, and and uh, Microsoft and Sony could have done the same thing. I don't think that we should have to pay to be beta testers for a technology that is going to likely vanish because the, it's too small of a market. You know, yeah. you they, they, you know Sony finally has gotten into a position now where developers are probably comfortable again developing for their system. You know, there was a while there, Activision was you know going public and basically saying, yeah, we're not sure we're going to develop for PlayStation anymore. You know what I mean? Right. And oh, yeah, absolutely. Right. And now that they finally launched the Slim, they finally got themselves into a position where they're selling stuff and people are saying, you know, likely they may start to sell more than the 360 and, and overtake the 360. You know, so that's great for Sony. But it's not the time to all of a sudden divide your market, you know, and be like, okay, well, now if you want to play these new games, you got to get this, you know, another $150 worth of bullshit. Uh, Because people are just going to be like, "Ah, you know, I'm done. I'm not buying anything else. You know, this is what I got. I'll see what's coming. And I I think that all of them are going to get hurt by this. I'm not sure Nintendo has done a great job selling their um, one-to-one little add-on to give them more accuracy. You know, I haven't bought one, and I freaking buy everything, you know, because there's not, like, any game out there that's compelling me to be like, you know what, I need more accuracy with my Wii. I'm going to go get that extra <coughs> doodad thing and buy that, because once you buy that, then you got to buy it for your other Wii controller, you know, so you can play multiplayer with it. So then you're going to spend even more money on some crap that's not going to be supported that well. Absolutely. You make really good points. And, and I definitely, you know, my, what I just said isn't, you know, they, you're right in that they're taking, they're taking a risk. And um, I mean, you, you, history will probably show that what you said is correct and that it's going to divide the market. You know, but I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if it's going to hurt him or not in the long run. But um, I don't know. I, I'm just I'm trying to be optimistic about it. But I think really it's going to take some sort of like revolutionary game, I think, for for. It's going to be like one of those things where, like, you have to buy this game, and you know, the, this is the only thing you can, you know, only thing you can play with it is on the move in order for it, you know, I think to really get um, steamrolling. I, I, the- I, I, I see it as more like the PlayStation Two when it had the hard drive and the um, the internet connectivity. 
I, right. I see it like that. Like there's a good, um, uh, there's a nice size portion of the audience that's going to buy that, you know, but it's yeah. not going to be the majority. And if it's not the majority, the gaming companies are largely going to ignore it. You're going to get some one-off titles that are good, you know, like Resident Evil Outbreak or, um, you know, uh, what was it? Um, uh, Final Fantasy XI. Or, or no, Ever, EverQuest. Yeah, Final Fantasy XI, EverQuest Online, Adventures. Uh, right. Crap like that that's going to be, that's going to take advantage of it, and you'll get some enjoyment out of it if you own it. But I just don't think that, you know, I mean, Activision has come out and, and already said that, you know, um, they're they're more wait and see because basically Activision sells their own controllers. You know, sure. that's how they make their money. They're selling their five dollar piece of plastic for two hundred and fifty dollars. You know, right. they, they yeah. don't they don't want to start making universal stuff so Sony and Microsoft can get all the money. So you know, you're talking the big the biggest publisher right there. You're going to get a Tony Hawk. You know, you're going to get um, maybe something else, but they're not going to, like, switch all their development around and start supporting this motion <laughs> control. And I don't think Electronic Arts is going to really do it either. I don't think that the Madden audience, the people that have grown up on Madden, are going to be like, oh, well, let's abandon all these years of Madden so we can start <laughs> playing the Wii version of Madden. You know? Right. They're not going to want to do it. They're going to be like, that's, you know, that's neat and everything, but I don't want to do that. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I want to I want to play the other Madden. And and I, sure. I, I think that, the, you know, this generation is going to be... But I, I agree with you completely that the helmet, when you put the helmet on and you're in the, you know, the, the 3D world and you're turning your head and you accidentally <laughs> punch your mom in the face because you think you're fighting like a monster... I right. I totally think that's the future. I think that I think that they can do that now because they can track your head and, and you know if they can track how you're holding the the um, the iPhone you know right. in your hand, then adding that to a helmet and giving you a 3D color screen like so, like some of those little Devo glasses that they sell, right? That, that's not even that expensive to do, you know. It's just that everybody, I think, is afraid of lawsuits of kids walking into like sharp knives that are like sticking out of like mannequins on the wall. So right. you know, but I think you're right. I think that is where it needs to go. And I think, like in, in all seriousness, everybody kind of wants it to go there. You know, oh, yeah. I think how badass that would be. You know, it's like freaking Tron. You know, with great graphics. It's like. I mean, that's I, I I completely agree, and I think that even though everybody kind of you know craps on 3D right now, um, I think that that's still the future. <clears throat> Excuse me. I think that I mean right now the technology is pretty much in you know beta, but you know if if it's if it's something to help accelerate get get to that point, then great, I'm for that because if eventually in 10 years down the road they can make some sort of virtual reality helmet or whatnot, then um, then great, then it will have been worth it. The thing is like you know there's still it, that's that's. I guess we're going to talk about this later, but you know, like the 3DS and how that's using 3D technology is another big step into the future. So I think this is all just, you know, developing. Unfortunately, gamers that like you and myself who, um, or, or you know, hardcore gamers that are going to go out and buy the stuff early on right now may get, end up getting screwed in the short run. I think maybe possibly, you know, in the long run, it'll um, it'll evolve into something that is really going to be great. So we do have a chat room open. Uh, it is uh, blogtalkradio.com forward slash VGN. Um, Colop's in there if anybody wants to visit with him. We also oh, have, a, we have a call-in number. The number is 347-327-9476. Uh, 
Uh, feel free to call into the show if you want to comment on anything about E3. Can't guarantee that your audio won't get cut off, though, because we're having audio problems tonight. Um, but that's nothing new for us. Yeah, uh, that's just Jason up to you. Can't hear him. He says he's muted for some reason. But you know what? His, his icon's not lighting up, so that's got to be a problem on his side. Yeah, it's got to be his computer. Because, it's um, on the re- reboot. Right, because it's not... Um, if you would be lighting up if it wasn't working. Oh, hey, I got a podcast with you tonight. There goes my alarm. It's great. Um, <laughs> I got to shut that crap off so it doesn't go off on during the show anymore. Okay. Sorry. So, yeah. So, Sony showed 3D uh, a little bit. Uh, but it's one of those things that doesn't take... You, you, you can't really show 3D very well um, with a, you know, a two-dimensional camera or a one-dimensional camera, however it's, you know, called... Um, a mono lens. How about that? Uh, yeah. So um, you know there wasn't a lot of us for a lot of us to experience. Um, it's already available on PSN uh, for you know the games that you can download, and um, I think that's just a huge waste of time. I mean, I know that the whole industry wants to go 3D. The movie industry wants to go 3D. The the DVD industry wants to go 3D. Sony wants to bring it to the games. I'm glad that they can support the five people that have a TV that supports it. I'm not really that interested in it, and I'm not really that interested in um, buying a whole television set to play that shark game that they've got on there. You know, <laughs> I just don't think that's going to do it for me. How about you? I'm uh, the same way. I mean, um, five years down the road when 3D TVs, if 3Ds, 3D TVs become the norm and they're affordable, then sure, you know, I'll pick one up just to have one. But yeah, I'm in the same boat, man. I'm not going to run out and buy a 3D TV to play Killzone in 3D. I, I mean, I don't care how cool it is. I'm just not going to do it. Yeah, I don't think I it's th- going to be that cool. I don't. I mean, because it's again, you're not wearing the helmet. You're not in the game. You know, right. you're 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 going to see like maybe some sand blow by or something maybe, but it's going to be blurry sand, and right. um, you'll be able to look into a room and it'll have that weird sort of like nauseating depth effect where it's like not quite like clear with what's going on uh, you know I think Nintendo's probably got a better solution for 3D but I'm not even convinced theirs is that great but we'll talk about that in a little bit yeah yeah exactly I think I think the technology is um, it's just a ways away from being um, good <laughs> yeah. I'll say that much right. I don't really like there are very few 3D movies that I'll, I'll go and see right and um, and even those you know even the ones that are that are the greatest 3D you know even Avatar let's take that for instance you know there's still a lot of problems with it it's got a long way to go I think and um, and just off, off subject here dude your voice got a lot better as soon as Jason hung up I don't know what's going on with that that's weird alright well yeah anyway <laughs> <laughs> sorry I had to say it I don't know I mean he's just on he's on, a, he's on Skype so I don't know maybe there's he hung up now uh, so should I, I call him back? Uh, no, I think he might have restarted his computer. He says he's, he's not plugged, on Skype at all. Because I plugged one in. All right, well. <laughs> yeah. All right. He can. He'll, he'll, he's not adding that much anyway since he's muted. So You know, yeah, um, I was going to say, you know, this is how Jason normally is on Tumbling with Tumbling. Poor guy. Even catch, when he, he has his mic working. Yeah, he can't catch a break. Um, <laughs> now, another thing that Sony showed was, or talked about was um, PSN Premium. And uh, this is basically their attempt to um, monetize their once was free, still is for now, um, online service on uh, PlayStation 3 at the moment, and probably eventually PSP as well. Um, Basically for $50 a year, um, what you get is um, you get some games for free, 
you get some trial games that have like a weird time limit um, for free. Like Infamous, you can play for an hour or something. It's very strange. And then, and so it's not like a demo. It's like if you could complete the whole game in an hour, congratulations, you completed the whole game. But you got to do it in an hour. Um, so better memorize those. Uh, what do they call those things? Where they speed speed runs? Yeah, better, yeah, better memorize <laughs> the infamous speed run so you can get right. it done within the hour. Um, and uh, you get discounts on um, games, and you and, and the free games you get to keep, but like Wipeout HD, for instance. But um, they, uh, if you cancel your membership, they no longer work. So um, Jason's back. Yeah, hey, about that. I didn't have to call you. He's calling from the moon. Yeah, welcome back. Is that is that a lot better? Well, we can hear you now. Okay. Well, it's not like you're talking through a tin can. Yeah, a little bit. You do have the worst. You do. You do have the worst mics in uh, VGN history. I, I definitely think that's true. <laughs> I had so many things that I wanted to say, and I went on like. Oh my god! You, you got to talk closer to the mic, Jake. I would like to say that I am a 18-year-old male. And um, looking for a woman. Oh, oh my god. You know what, dude? Go to your Skype and where it says tools at the top. Do you see that? Alright, yeah, I see the tools. Click on that and then go to options. Go to options. Yes. Okay. And then on the left hand side, you have one that says audio settings. Click on that. Yeah. Microphone volume. Yeah, now you see where it says automatically adjust microphone settings? Yes. Is that checked? Yes. Uncheck that. Now raise the blue thing up so we can hear you. Hello. That's testing that's better. Lower it a little bit. Testing one, two. That's a little bit better. It's not great, but that's better. How's that? That's great I'm right a there. Seven year old male. Yeah, now we can now we can actually hear you, so that's great. Yeah. All right. Okay. Cool. Okay. I have nothing to say. No, that's cool. Well, at least we can hear you now. That's the important thing. Uh, so if you do have something to say, um, yeah. So uh, PSN Premium gives you all that stuff, fifty bucks. Uh, the the interesting thing is, is that uh, they don't have the like a real um, they don't have a real need for you to um, buy it. Basically, I mean, it's kind of like you know, if you want some old games and uh, you want some discounts on some games you probably already own, then you could spend fifty bucks to get a discount to buy more stuff. Um, Likely Sony's planning on adding some things that make it like cross-game chat, which isn't there yet. Um, like Netflix on the, you know, installed rather than on a disc, which isn't there yet. Um, Hulu Premium, which isn't there yet. Um, all of this stuff is probably going to be part of the, the features. But um, at the moment, it's just some games, and I don't think too many gamers are lining up to buy it. But Jedi, you tell me, did you did you buy PSN Premium? <clears throat> yeah, actually, I bought it, and I'm, I'm just sitting there staring at my PlayStation 3, waiting for it to work, so I can make use of it. Are you kidding? You bought it, and you still have <laughs> no, a broken... Oh. I don't have a PS3, oh. man. Why would I go out and buy it? Mine's well, broken. Would you buy it, though? <laughs> yeah, no, I, I'm sorry. I'm being a smartass. Um, no, I wouldn't. Not um, not right now. Now, I've, I've read some things. <clears throat> I've read some discussions about it. And I've heard people um, put together a case for why it's a good deal, you know. And people are like, "Oh, you know, they, this is a good deal." And this this isn't Sony people; these are like IGN reporters or whatever. And they're like, "Well, it's not as bad as everybody says it is." But for me, it is. Like, I mean, 
I don't really care so much about um, the games that they're putting out there. I think, you know, I kind of like the idea of having um, those time uh, release demos or whatnot, having an hour-long demo. That's kind of intriguing to me, just because you would get a chance to play the full game, and then if you're making progress, you get to save it. But no, for 50 bucks, no. And <clears throat> the only thing that I'm interested in paying for at this point is cross-game chat. And that's the only thing, ironically, that they're not including in their... Uh, in their bundle, so I'm gonna wait for a while. Um, once I get my PS3 fixed, if if by December they have some things that it, you know it looks like it's it's going and whatnot, because Sony's always like this. They they always launch their stuff. They did the same thing with the PSN. They launch it. It's very bare bones, and then it kind of slowly evolves to where it feels like it's a, a competent um, online system. Well, I think the same thing with the PlayStation Plus. I think you know early adopters are gonna jump on it. They're gonna get one or two goodies and a whole lot of crap. And um, I'm just not that interested in most of what it's offering at this point. But that's not to say that it won't be better in six months. I don't know. That's me being optimistic, but I don't know. Okay. What, what about you? Are you ever going to get it, or are you just not interested at yeah. all? Yeah. What? Hello? Dude. <laughs> Kevin. <laughs> What's happening? Total meltdown. It's like Jason, your your voice gets better and Kevin goes away. When you hung up, Kevin's voice got better. I, it's me. It's the devil. <laughs> it's it's Brian like, Baird. He's like he's like listening in. <laughs> he's hanging out. Something's like siphoning like the electricity. I think it's I think it's your fault, Jason. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> No, it was weird because I got this text message at the same time when you were saying that, and it was from somebody that says, holy shit, you have ESP. It was really weird. <laughs> I just feel and bad. Then, and, now she's, and now she's calling me. <laughs> nice. I might have I'm, to put you... I'm going I'm to have to mute for a second. Oh, my God. Can you hear me? <laughs> yeah, now I, now I can. I think... Now everybody's, everybody sounds good now. I think Firefox uh, is causing some problems here. Um, I had to kill it. I think maybe, I don't know, I had too much going on. I'm not sure what's going on, but I, I, I'm blaming Firefox for now. We'll see. It's, uh, you know, it's a VGN night. It's Friday night. It's all right. Oh, yeah. It's all good. This is what's normal. I got to get back on Blog Talk, though, so um, give me one second. The, the heat wave is, yeah. I lost my... Uh... Did you hear anything I said? or? Oh, no, I've, I've been recording it. I think, again, it got distorted. I think there's going to be some distorted moments on this show. There's nothing I yeah. can do about it, though. It's something weird's going on. Uh, just typical. So I think yeah. I think I should have rebooted my computer before I started recording. But um, I think Start what happened. The show over. Well, I think what see what I do is I you know I I put it into Hibernate, which is like standby, and yeah. um, I, I brought it out of Hibernate, and I think that's where I get my problems. I think I gotta like just do a fresh reboot before I record because I don't think the hardware recovers from a Hibernate on my machine um, right. pro- properly. Um, but let me just get the show notes back up, and we'll continue. Yeah, I'm going to buy PSN. Um, I, uh, I I just want there to be a game. Oh, God. You you got lost again. You just got cut off mid-sentence. That's just me. <clears throat> it's a Jedi Hilla show. This week, me, a Jedi, will be talking about E3 and technical problems. So, uh... This is what it feels like to be uh, Don Anderson on Tumbling with Tumbleweed. Talking into the void. 
Uh, I don't have a cat, so I don't have anybody to bounce my ideas off of. Jason is uh, gone, which is keeping in uh, tradition of the Tumbling with Tumbleweed show. So uh, I'll talk some UFC. How's that? Kevin, what should I do? I'm, I'm, I'm just... <laughs> Hello? Hold on a second. Hey, I'm not gone. I told you I was... I had a phone call. Oh, I know you did, but Kevin cut off like right in the Oh, so it's just talking. you? So I'm just, yeah, it was just me sitting here. Oh, okay. It was like <laughs> an, a, a tumbling with tumbleweed tumble show. Yes, absolutely. You're right. Exactly. <laughs> and I was saying how you weren't there and how that's typical and, you know. No, I'm still here. I'm just on a phone call. But... Yeah? What's her name? <laughs> hold on a second. Hold on, hold on. All right, uh, we're recording again. Uh, I didn't log into Blog Talk. I said F it, because um, yeah. it's just a, it's just recording a complete disaster of our epic proportions with our audio issues tonight. Um, yeah, keeping in cup, you know, with the regular VGN shows. Right. Yeah. We, we, it has um, to happen every few months. You're right. <laughs> just, yeah, it always happens when you're around too, which is always uh, it's either your audio or my audio that uh, craps out. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's very very unusual. Okay, the force so is strong, you know, the electrical currents are. <laughs> yeah, just not, not not in my favor tonight. That's for sure. Um, okay, so, so we were saying that uh, with PSN Premium, I was saying I will buy it when there is a game reason to buy it. Um, right now, it's basically discounts and, and free games. None of the games I'm that compelled to play. Um, sure. maybe, but um, you know, it, it. I think right now they're probably also just testing the waters, and better features are to come. But I don't think that there's anything here that's screaming for me to, to go out and get it. I mean, Microsoft, yeah, Microsoft sells their um, Xbox Gold for 50 bucks. But the, the reality is is that you can buy, um, if, you, if you're patient, you can get it for $30. Because it always goes on sale for 30 bucks, And, yeah. um, you know, that's a significant savings. And, you know, some of the advantages of having it are currently tangible. Like, you can do Netflix off the media bar right now and you can play multiplayer um with it you know which you need on the xbox um where with the sony i already get both of those things you know big deal i got to use a disc to look at it with the plate you know and i can already play online so sony's offering to me it just doesn't seem like and and i've read reviews that have said the same thing so this isn't an original idea but it does seem like i'm just paying for a discount card you know right yeah exactly yeah, yeah, it's like you're paying for like a membership card at a grocery store, basically. <laughs> yeah, um, you know, go in there and get buy one, get one free. But I, I'm I'm kind of in complete agreement with you because I'll be honest. Like the thing about Xbox Live, like Xbox Live is definitely superior online um, than than the PSN currently. But you know what? The, the big reason why that is is because of cross game voice chat and because of how they've been able to um, create the gaming community and make it easier for people to you know friends to get online and play and all that. Right. Um, the PSN does not do anything to combat that at this point. The PlayStation Plus, the you know the PSN Plus or whatever it's called, and um, and really all that other junk that's on Xbox Live, I don't care about that. I don't go and look at the spotlight and see. Well, hey, you know what? We're having a bunch of you know celebrities are coming on at this time. You know, make right. sure you be there to play with them. I don't care about any of that stuff like all i care about is multiplayer and netflix like that's all i use my my xbox live for so it's like if i get online with the the playstation if i pay for the playstation plus i'm getting all that extra junk that i don't care about minus the one feature i do care about so it doesn't seem like a great deal for me at this point and and the thing is is that sony has a has a track record with the online service to be very slow at 
yes adapting to anything that they do you know it 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 really seems like you know with home and with these features that they add that you know I'll give them credit they they're very persistent but they're very slow the PSP has gotten updates for instance you know since its inception and launch and it, it you know it always gets new stuff and always gets new updates but it takes freaking forever to get you know from A to B and I think that PSN is still something that is it really feels sort of half finished like it it has all of the makings of being like great but it 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 just doesn't have that final bit of polish to it to make it feel like it's all in you know it's all together co- sure. you know correct Exactly. Like, if you put it, it's like, you know, comparing, like, a Lexus to a Honda or something. You know, if you put them both down on paper, like, yeah, they both have engines. They both have the similar features. Right. But when you get when you get on, you know, you can immediately tell the difference. Yeah, the and, and I don't think that Sony has made it compelling enough to just... Don't get me wrong. Free games and all that stuff is good, but it's not really free, Sony. I'm paying you $50, you know, to get this stuff. And it's sort of like... Um, the, you know, out the gate, a Wipeout HD is not really the game that they should have given away for free. It should have been something with a little. You know, why does Europe get Little Big Planet? <laughs> you know, yeah. why isn't that the game that we get for free? The, they get that really. Yes, open. yes, In, right. In Europe, they get Little Big Planet, probably because it costs more for them to buy it. You know, fifty pounds or. Whatever it is, so oh, fifty euros is more money than it is, you know, over here. Whatever, I don't know what the cost is over yeah. there, but you know, we we get Wipeout, which I'm not knocking Wipeout, but to me that's like a ten dollar game, you know, and uh, it should we should get the sixty dollar game so we can kind of just look at it and go, well, wow, I'm paying fifty bucks and I'm getting a sixty dollar game. Well, that's great, and I get all this other stuff, but you know. Coming in with, like, I could go up to GameStop right now $50, and I could probably get way more entertainment, you know, for that money. And sure, Sony has said, oh, well, there'll be other games, you know, released month month to month. Well, why not tell us what's coming, you know? Because then, yeah. we, could, then we could value add that in our heads. We could be like, oh, cool, I get Wipeout now. Next month I'll get Little Big Planet. Oh, well, this is turning out to be a good deal. Why keep it a secret, you know? Is that, you know, they're going to spring it on us? Ha ha, you should have got it last month, you know? <laughs> you didn't. You missed yeah. out, now you're going to get this game. And, and I, and I right. think that um, th- that's a mistake. Totally, totally. And, that, and that's, um, that was actually some of the same impressions I was reading um, when people were talking about Sony's E3 conference and how they presented PlayStation Plus. They did it pretty much in the exact same way. And that you walked away knowing that something was coming, but you weren't really sure what. Right. <laughs> You're like, oh, all right, so you have, you know, we have quote-unquote games, and we have quote-unquote discounts, and you're like, so you're basically telling you that I'm going to have to buy this to find out what I'm going to get, you know, kind of thing. And yeah. I think you're, I think you're right. I think, the, and it's typical Sony, unfortunately, that they just kind of, they, I don't know what it is about them, that they just, they have these kind of half-concocted ideas, whether it be with their online or their systems or anything. Like, they just roll it out, like, oh, you know, it's like they have a deadline, and like, wait, we know we're not finished, no, push it out, you know. All right, and so they put it out there, and they're still not really done with it yet. And they're like, "Well, this will fix itself over time." And I think that leaves a bad impression, first impression, you know, with people. It's like you want it to be immediately awesome, and then look forward to, or at least know that it's going to be awesome soon. But now you're just kind of like, "Well, this is what they said, 
and I'm just going to have to wait and see if what they said is true. It's like, you know, Sony seems like to me like a company where there's people inside the company that get it, and then there's people inside the company that don't get it, and there's a conflict. Like, a guy has a meeting with the people that get it, right? And they say, well, we ought to have the $50 service, but we ought to give away a game. And the game ought to be great, you know? And right. um, and then we could have discounts, and then we'll add this other stuff. And then they go to the, the people that don't get it in the company, and they're like, this is our idea. And they go, that's really great. But instead of giving away Kill Zone 2, let's give them the cheaper game. Let's go with the wipeout so we get more money. And then the people that get it are like, you guys don't get it. <laughs> you know? <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> they're not going to buy that, you know? And, and uh, they're like, well, th- that doesn't make sense what you're saying because we're not going to make any money on that. And, and you're like, you'll make money later, you know? You, you get them in first, and then you make money. And, and it's like, no, it's like everybody's afraid in that company. It seems like everybody's afraid to... Um, do what Ken Kutaragi did, which is stick his neck out on the line to make things happen. And so everything is kind of half-baked. You know, home is half-baked. Um, the, 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 the chat system, you know, is, is half-baked. The, um, the Netflix thing's not completely integrated. You know, um, the, you don't have, like, the microphone coming with the system. You know, originally you didn't have the HDMI cable with it. It came out with the Father's Day package that did. I mean, there's just lots of stuff like this that, you know, yeah, okay, folks, I know the the Xbox doesn't come with the HDMI cable in it either, but you know what I'm saying. It's kind of like yeah. you, 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 you add the Bluetooth to the thing to work the remote control. The, like, that kind of stuff, you scratch your head and you go, why didn't they just leave, you know, everybody's buying it for a Blu-ray player, Everybody has a universal remote. Why not just give us the infrared <laughs> a thing on the control, you know, on the system? Right. And and they always just are a little bit, they're like this. And I, I kind of blame Howard Stringer. I think he's done probably a great job cutting out the fat at Sony. But I think he's also scared the hell out of the Japanese. And, and I think that they don't quite know what to make of all this. So nobody wants to make a mistake over there. So everything is sort of half half done. And, uh, you know, they probably go to him and they're like, here's our idea. We're going to sell the online for $50, and then we're going to give away this great game, Wipeout HD. You know, and he's, he has no idea. You know, there's no way he knows. He's like, uh, is that game fun? Okay, great. You know? <laughs> Wipe what? C- cigars. Cigars for everyone. Yay! And this is going to let us take on Microsoft. You guys are sure? Oh, yes, boss. Mm-hmm. You know? And... <laughs> And there's just there's no there's no organization over there, and I I, I feel like um, they have all the power to do it, and they're just making mistake after mistake, and I, I you right. know it, but it's okay because it seems like they're recovering. They do have they still have the free multiplayer. I I think if Sony does stuff, and they have to be really careful here. If they do stuff that pisses off the gamer, you know, by saying something like. Well, now you can only get into like um, one server, but you got to wait an hour before you can play. You know, with the free account. But if you join now for fifty dollars a year, you can get into games right away. You know, and, and <laughs> yeah. if they start doing that kind of shit, gamers are just going to be like, you know, what? I'm going to turn my Xbox back on. You know, because right. it's the kind exactly. of thing like they they walk a they walk a, a a fine line with this this new thing and i understand they want to make money but man the service has got to be there you know 
totally. And I think I think you're right. And <clears throat> I don't know. Um, you know, I'm a Sony guy and everything, and I, I enjoy their products. But I, I think what you're saying is right on the money because of how they've handled these things. It just made me shake my head in the, in, the, in the sense that you're right in that I think they don't have the balls to just finish the damn thing and put it out there 100%. It's like, you know, you're kind of like um, – Every, everything feels like it's testing something. Like it's if every every new product or system that they're coming out feels like it's a beta test. The PSP Go, it feels like oh, you know what? They're testing the grounds for um, you know digital distribution. Oh, you know the the place the motion control. Okay, well they're testing the grounds for motion control. You know PlayStation Home where they're testing the ground. Everything's like this test. Like it's not that those things would be are horrible ideas necessarily in and of themselves, but because they don't. They don't have. They don't seem to put it out with enough confidence to where we're going to say, you know what? It would be, you know, there's somebody in there, like you said, saying this would be awesome if they had this, this, and this. And, and they're like, well, we don't know if we want to spend that kind of money on this, so we're just going to put it out with 50 percent of what you suggested. <laughs> right. Yes. Right. Yeah. And, and you're like, well, why don't you just go with 100 percent of what would make it cool, and then stop worrying about, you know, what's going to not, you know, what what kind of return you're going to get on, and then I'm sure people will latch onto it. It's like they're just afraid to, to commit to it 100% and throw everything that they have at it, throw all their resources at it, because they're afraid that it's going to bust or something like that. And, I mean, it may or may not, but Sony, Sony has – they still have the marketability despite having a horrible you know, launch and all the problems that Sony's had. Everybody knows the PlayStation brand. If they came out with something cool like that, you know, if they pushed their, their product 110%, if they did all the things that you – know, if they listened to their consumer base and just did that stuff – then you know they wouldn't we wouldn't be having this conversation. Well, you know what the thing is is that, and 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 people always say this about Nintendo, but it's very true for Sony. Sony makes good games, and they've got yeah. internal development studios as well as second party or whatever the hell they're called, you know, or immediate third party um, developers right. who are in their camp that make really good games. You know, yeah. lately. I think some of the companies have gotten kind of lazy. I mean, like the guys who make Gran Turismo, game should have been done about two years ago. I don't care right. how amazing it is when it comes out. should have been done two years ago. But, right. you know, so you have something like this. Why didn't Sony say, here's an original I, you know, here's an original game. You know, here's Infamous 2. You know, right. you can get that only if you buy this for $50. They're still going to make money. You know, sure. And everybody would buy it then because they'd be like, "Well, I'm getting a free game, you know, and it's good." But inst- you know, again, instead they give you some old shit, and you're just like, "It doesn't make yeah. sense, man." Microsoft yeah. gives the free games away too. You know, I got the Texas Hold'em poker and and uh, <laughs> some totem ball thing or something. I mean, it's the totem same. Ball, yeah. yeah, it's the same crap. I, I don't get it. I just don't get it. I, I think that they have that that they have a lot of talent sitting there and. It's like the the head of the company or the head of the division, you know, of PlayStation, you know, which is um, what's his face? It's um, not Howard Stringer. It's the Kazai or whatever. What's his name? Kazi. Um, or, yeah, I know. I don't know who you're talking about. I can't remember. His yeah, name I, I can't remember it at the moment. Um, he 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 just has to go in the other room and be like, "You guys working on Ratchet and Clank? Yeah, boss, we're working on Ratchet and Clank. Okay, we're gonna give that game away for free." I mean, you know, there's so many. There's Killzone, and you know, they used to have a whole sports division. I'm not sure what happened with that. They they they've bought all these other internal studios. They've you know consolidated them. They have um, that uh, 
that that Fox game, whatever the Sly Fox, whatever the thing. Oh yeah, Sly Cooper. Sly Cooper. Yeah. That's it. And um, uh, you know, but that's just some of the kids' games. You know, I'm just thinking of the stuff that's open to everybody. You know, you got SOCOM, you got Killzone, and 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 then they have all these like deals going with you know the other Japanese developers. And you tell me that you launched this service, and that's the best. You, that that's the signature title is Wipeout HD. I just bought. It just seems ridiculous. You know, I, yeah. I don't know. I'm completely with you, and and I mean I haven't bought Wipeout HD, so I mean if I, oh, I'm sure it's fun. I'm sure it's fun, but it, how freaking you know? I'm not spending yeah, it's, fifty dollars. It's on an it. HD version of a game that came out on the PlayStation One, <laughs> right. the first generation, right? Game. A, an on rails racer, you know, which you basically hold the button down and just kind of move around stuff while you know techno music's going. Beat you, beat you, beat you, beat you, beat you, beat you, beat you. As you're desperately trying to you know control your floating car from flying <laughs> off the rails. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's I'm sure it's great looking and everything, but it's just not really. It's not going to move this product and. Gamers are, you know, if they're on the if they're on the PlayStation Store, you know, these days, you know, people are picking up their um, their iPhones and they're looking at the games that are on PSN or Xbox Live or Steam, and uh, they're saying, oh, this game's two fifty, I'm going to buy this. You know, this game's oh, this game's five bucks. Okay, I'll spend five bucks on it. Sony's going to have a hard time having something on there that's like, hey, you can get discounts, but first pay us fifty dollars. You know, I just uh, I don't think so, Sony. I, I think you gotta you gotta up the ante. All right. So, also at E3, uh, they Sony showed a little bit of PSP. Um, they barely acknowledged um, the PSP uh, Go. Yeah, the- um, it had, like, one picture of it. And, <laughs> there uh, it is. All right, moving on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they, they, they basically said there's a lot going on, but it didn't really seem like there was a lot going on. They, you know, they said there was a bunch of games in development. None of them really, you know, were amazing to me or anything more loco roco stuff and um uh you know they showed this kid who's like gonna do commercials for him now and um i just saw that all this like uh uh depressing in a way like almost like sony's just you know hey we've got psp but um yeah next year we're gonna get rid of it <laughs> i mean that's yeah. kind of what they're saying you know <laughs> It's like yeah, all that other stuff we told you about it when you first bought it. It's gonna play movies and has the web browser, and we're adding all this um, location at home free and all that kind of crap. And uh, you know, it's gonna connect to the PlayStation Three, and you can play PlayStation Three games on everything. We're not gonna talk about any of that. Uh, All we're gonna tell you about is there's some games coming out for it. We put this little kid in charge of it, and that's it. (laughs) You know. They're shutting, yeah. they're shutting the door on that company or that division. Right. I mean, exactly. So like, that's your biggest thing is coming out with like a new, you know, kid to <laughs> appeal to the urban audience or whatever you're trying to do. You know, it's like, all right, you know, forget about yeah, it. Yeah, Kevin, Kevin Butler. They can't like he's everybody likes him. He can't promote PSP. They gotta get like a little kid to do it. And you're thinking, uh, you know, I'm sure Kevin Butler can, could pr- do PSP, but they don't even want to waste his time with it. You know what I'm saying? Right. They're just yeah. like, you know what, you, you just help us with PS3. We'll put a little kid in charge and we'll fire everyone. I mean, it's <laughs> it's it really, that's the saddest thing. Because I, I was the guy, I trumpeted PSP. I did. When PSP and the DS first came out, this is one of the, the things that I will historically always say I was wrong. I was absolutely wrong. Because I looked at PSP... I saw a bigger screen, a more powerful system, Sony, which had a history of being great, right? Um, 
uh, on the back end, <laughs> making games for it, and boy, man, did they just fuck this Drop thing it. up. I mean, really bad. Like, you know, just, I don't know, and Nintendo just ate their lunch with the, and, and Sony has never recovered. I, I don't, everybody's has been saying since the thing came out, put another analog stick on it. Put another analog stick. Could you please put another analog stick on it? And Sony comes out with a new one. Right. And takes, they took shit away from it. They were like, we're going to make the screen smaller, and we're going to take away the thing so you can't play any of the games you already have. And we're not going to make the wireless any better. That's still going to suck. But, um, yeah, and, and it's the same price, or it's, like, more expensive it's than the more, old one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's, a it's a business strategy. And you're like, what? I, I couldn't yeah. even, I, I mean, I don't know. I, I scratch my head. And, again, it's like, you know, it's probably people sitting in a meeting. Somebody came up with that thing, and they were like, they probably said, and here it is. And we'll just sell it for like a hundred dollars or something, you know, because because yeah. it's really cheap. It's a lot cheaper. We got the smaller screen, and uh, it's more compact. It's lighter and and stuff. And 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 they were in the middle. People were like, "Well, it, that's great, but we're not going to sell it for a hundred dollars. <laughs> Let's make a profit on the hardware. Let's sell it for cost or something, you know." Right. And the guy was like. Oh, that's stupid. It's more expensive than the other one, you know? And they're like, what does that matter? This one's better, you know? Uh, no, it's not, you know? It's crazy. Those are the kind of guys that get fired for talking how bad about the, you know, Sony's company. Yeah, yeah, you're, tol you're totally right. And, like, I have my PSP, and it's actually sitting somewhat next to me right now, but I rarely ever turn that thing on. Mm -hmm. I mean, the thing, the thing has... It has like five games that maybe five games I can think about that I think are are worth playing if you're a PSP owner. But here, here's what I was actually thinking about this the other day and why the, the DS has just completely trumped it. Um, and you're right about everything you said. The marketing's been bad. The price they price themselves out of the um, you know out of the system out of the race basically. But also there's a thing about handheld games and people at least I don't think people want to try to emulate an ex an, a full-on, you know, console gaming experience on a system that's not capable of it, on a two-inch screen. You know, it's like I, the newest Metal Gear that came out, Metal Gear Peace Walker, which has been getting great ratings and everything, and I'm a huge Metal Gear fan. Like, I played the demo of it, and it's cool, but I kept thinking the whole time, like, dude, you know how much better this game would be if it was on the PS3? Right, That's, right. All, I, that's all I could think, or if it had a second analog stick, that's all I could think about when playing it. And it's like, that's, um, unfortunately, I can't find my DS right now, but if I could, I'd be playing that a lot more because I just sit down and like to play the simple games. That's the thing where I think those mini games and where Nintendo really has, you know, done so much better is that those handheld games and the games that they create for it, they make, they understand what people want to, you know, sit down and take with them. They just want like a quick, you know, 10 minute, 15 minute experience. And then they go on to do something else, you know, unless you're a kid. Well, but no ki kids, no person, you know, no m-rated game gamer is going to sit there for five hours at a time and play your psp you know i well, just don't think that's happening you're right you're right but there's there's two things first of all there's nothing stopping them from making some simple games for the psp they don't really do it very often when they do do it it turns out to be a bit of a success so i'm not sure why they don't do it more <laughs> often but they, they, right. they don't but the other thing is is that the psp has 
these additional powers, right? It has a better networking system. They're not, a, you know, it's not friend codes, you know, right. and right. it has this ability to go online, and yet you don't really do it. You know, the the games don't have. There's some, but it's like you know, maybe yeah. your friends or something. Like you're just never going to get online and play like a first person shooter of any merit on the thing and and um, online. And and then it has things like a web browser that might as well not even be there, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> it's, it, it's horrible. <laughs> it's terrible. It runs out of memory when you get to like half a page or something. It it's just. Right. It's the worst browser ever, and it's like, why is why can't they fix that? You know, or all yeah. do all the websites in Japan work? I mean, it, yeah. <laughs> it, it boggles my mind that company and why they just they just let it die. I, I don't get it, man. It's just, you know, it, my theory has been with Sony, and and uh, I I still think it's true is that what they do is they don't have a consistent team working on something all the time like they they hire groups you know be them be they internal studios or whatever it is to work on something based on a budget and then when the budget's up they're assigned to something else you know so they say you guys are on the web browser okay boss they build the web browser we get 1.0 web browser okay hey pretty cool for a 1.0 product can't wait for the next update well, that right. team is not on the on the browser anymore. They're doing yeah. they're doing something else now. And eventually, maybe Sony will assign them the browser again. Maybe they won't. And that's how everything seems. It all seems like it's kind of like half baked. You know, they they never seem to improve any of this stuff. They kind of just right. keep adding more stuff to it. And right. I I don't know. I I just think PSP to me is a is a real disappointment because I really believed in that game system and i think sony hey man you let me down sony <laughs> you know i was rooting for you on that one and that just i can't believe the ds one because i listen i like the ds just like anybody else but really it's the game boy advance with two screens and um the, the touch screen is more of a pain in the ass than actually worth worthwhile to me I mean, it does yeah. some interesting stuff, but I would have just rather pref- give me the analog controller, you know? Right. Um, yeah, yeah. And uh, and and so it's like um, I I would have wanted to see something out of Nintendo that was a little bit more, you know, maybe where they went with the um, the new one where it has the camera, a little bit yeah. zippier, um, has the memory card. That if if they would have originally launched it with that, that would have been a lot more interesting to me. Um, but you know where it is today, like when it you know when it first came out and everything. I was always, I mean, I don't mind the the, the DS because there's a like you say, there's a lot of good games on it, you know, that you can play that are simple and quick and they're not that expensive and stuff. But I rarely turn it on because now I've got a phone, you know, that's <laughs> yeah. got that's got all this stuff on it. If I want to play little action games and stuff, I'll turn my phone on, and that's where it's going, and that's what's going to kill um, Nintendo's market. So let's move to the 3DS. In order to uh, fight this, Nintendo showed off their new DS, which, um, you know, is codenamed 3DS, or it is officially 3DS now. And um, it's basically, it looks like the DS, except that the top screen is larger than the bottom screen. The bottom screen is still sort of squarish, and it's still a touch screen. Uh, The top screen is rectangular, larger, um, not hugely large, but good size. 
and maybe like iPhone screen size. And um, it uh, is able to display 3D uh, without the use of 3D glasses. Um, it does some sort of optical trick, which for whatever reason enables you to see it, uh, things in the game that are 3D. Though the things that I've been able to make out, although again, it's hard to tell when you're looking at through a mono lens, is um, that the 3D is more like depth than it is coming out of the system. I didn't hear anybody say, it was floating in midair, man, look at that! You know, <laughs> nobody was... No, nobody Mario touched me. Yeah, <laughs> nobody you know, like, was rubbing their nose against Mario or trying to pet Donkey Kong. Um, yeah. So it seemed like it was all contained on the inside. Um, maybe that's not true, but I got a feeling it is. And um, they showed off some games, and... Uh, not too many. There was a Star Fox, and there was a Kid Icarus, which everybody you know that was mentioning was like, "I've been waiting for Kid Icarus for like my whole life to come back, man! This is amazing." And I'm thinking to myself, "That's not true. Come on, you you haven't you haven't been thinking about Kid Icarus. Nobody has, you know. That's yeah. like, what, what are you waiting for, like Wonder Boy to come back from Sega or something? You know, like, oh my god, yeah. you know, it's, it's, Boy it's, blob. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah." <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I mean, okay, and, and Kid Icarus to me looked like it really looked like kind of like something from Sega. It looked like it, maybe it's Sega developers. I wouldn't yeah. be surprised if it was because it looks a lot like Space Terrier. Um, yes, exactly. I was going to say that is exactly what it reminded me of. Yeah, and uh, that that seems like it, it, it real inspiration there to, to uh, out of that. And it looks fun and everything, and the 3D effect seems genuine. But um, I'm not sure that's really going to be a you know, um, that interesting. I don't know what Nintendo's deal is with 3D, why they're so obsessed with it. I know the whole industry's kind of going there, but right. it's kind of like, um, what are you really going to do with it? You know, I mean, it's like, all it is is going to get in the way, more or less. Like, you're going to be trying to jump onto a platform and then, like, Kirby's fat butt's going to walk by the thing, you know, and it's going to be blocking your vision because you can't see, and you're going to be you're going to have to turn the thing to be able to see around stuff, and you're just going to be all ag aggravated that you got to like constantly move the thing around because there's something blocking you. Um, right. I'm not sure that it's, but at the same time, not to knock it, because it does have improved graphics, so it they say that it has the power of the Wii, which I don't know what that means wow, exactly. Wow, that's impressive. Yeah, I, 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 if the power it, of the Wii, huh? Yeah. If it's even true, it's actually supposed to be more powerful than the Wii. I that's hope. I, I. I mean, I don't even know if that's true. Just, it's just sad that you know a handheld would be more powerful than your console. But. Yeah, it, but the, it, when they say that it's like a smaller screen and it's got you know probably less memory and stuff, so it might be able to do some cool tricks. But um, you know, are you like you know you were saying earlier? Are you really going to play a full console type game on it? You know, I don't right. know. Maybe Wii games. It's hard to say, but um, the uh, it 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 looks nice, and it looks like it can it'll play some great games. They did add an analog stick to it, just one, dumb, yeah. and um, you know, but you still have the touch screen, which helps, I guess, because I don't know. I I is it st the one thing I wasn't sure was is it pressure sensitive or is it synaptic. You know, uh, I I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I really don't know. I I just assume it's going to be just like the DS's was, which um, is horrible, and um, it should be synaptic. That would make it a lot better. Uh, what's the difference? You're going to have to tell me that. The pressure sensitive is the kind where you've got to press it, press oh, it in order to make it so it tracks what you're doing, and more like a like a iPod or something, or an yeah. iPhone. Well, an iPhone is more syn is synaptic. So you you touch the screen and it knows that you're touching it. 
right. where the pressure sensitive, really what it is, is that there's a very thin membrane over the top of, the, of a sensor grid that you can't right. really see the grid. And then when you press down on it, that makes a contact. So that's less I accurate see. because it's not really measuring where your finger is in, in space. It's, um, uh, it, it's basically just seeing where like this area is pressed. So right. as that membrane starts starts to wear down or get old, it gets less and less accurate. And that's where you start to see uh, on all those DSs those like scratch marks, someone just rubbing their fists. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> God damn it! And and I don't think it would have cost them that much more. But Nintendo said that they're going to come out the gate making this thing profitable. People walked away very impressed by it, though. I think it's going to be the thing to buy. Everybody's going to want one. Even if it's not that impressive, I think that now Nintendo has proven that they have a fantastic track record. You know that there's going to be games coming for it. You know that you're going to get at least like 10 years out of it. And, um, you, you know, it, 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 it's just like it, it, it's going to be a winner the minute it hits store shelves. So um, I, I don't see any competition for it. Um, it doesn't seem like they're going to make phones bigger to compete with it. I don't sure. think, you know, Sony may be coming out with a PSP2, may be coming out with it next year. That's still way up in the air. Nobody's really sure about that. And um, who's to say Sony is going to really release something that's that powerful in a handheld? Because you still have issues of battery life. You still have... Um, uh, the the fact that they don't sell that well to begin with, and you know if they make it too expensive, Sony, no one's going to buy it. So, not sure, not sure if the PSP two is going to be competitive, but um, I so I just think Nintendo's going to clean up. I think every kid's going to want one, and I think that that's going to be really uh, a big success for them. Now, is that a a sustainable success? Is it going to be a great three or four years out? It'll be supported, but it it, it maybe end up like the Wii where um, it, it's just not going to be able to hold people's attention unless they can get the games in there that matter. It also has an accelerometer in it, since we were talking about that earlier. Um, so, so you can move the ball around and do all that kind of stuff. You got it. You want me to pause the show for a second? What? No. Oh, oh. What? I thought you said something like just a minute to somebody behind you. Uh, no, I said what's that again? I was being a smartass. Oh, sorry. Right, sorry. Wanted to describe I, it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> If you know it's, yeah. Anyway, um, to con- to, to uh, throw my two cents in, I'll tell you what, man. Um, out of everything that was shown at E3, that the 3DS had me more excited than anything else, and um, and that's coming. That's saying a lot coming from from somebody like me who's not a Nintendo fanboy. But you know, I've I've historically I've always owned a Game Boy. Um, I like their game. I like the Game Boys. I don't hate Mario, and I don't hate Zelda, and I don't hate any of those games. I just prefer to play them on a handheld system. And now that they're coming out with something that has a decent amount of power, and um, <clears throat> excuse me, also has games coming out for like the Ocarina of Time, which I know everybody has except me. <laughs> I don't have it because I never owned a 64, and and I would be interested in playing um, something like that on the 3DS. But I'm just very intrigued by the technology. Um, everybody who's you know, who saw the thing at E3, everybody had said that it was amazing. Yeah. It was, uh, it was really, you know, that the thing really did work. And, and that is really what's got me intrigued. You know, I think that was the definitive statement coming out about the 3DS is that it was, you know, amazing, an amazing um, piece of production. And um, even though, you know, we talked about 3D and this and that and the other thing, I, I'm still, 
I'm not down on 3D as long as they can get it, you know, as long as they can get it working correctly. And I think having no glasses is a huge step forward. And, and you know, because nobody wants to wear glasses while you're sitting there playing the game or watching a movie or anything. So if they can do that, even if it's not stuff popping out at you necessarily, but if it adds that sort of depth to it and it makes things look cooler, I really do think that, like, that's pretty awesome. And, th- I'm, I'm, I, you know, I could get it and look at it and be like, this is, this is gay. You know, I could, I could do that whole thing. But as far as just initial intrigue, I'm definitely excited about it. I'm not going to pay 300 bucks for it, but um, I guarantee that I, I will have one at some point. Like, that's something that I'm very much looking forward to buying. And um, I think that, that um, that's going to do nothing but good for Nintendo. Yeah. I agree. Uh, probably the thing of the show was really the 3DS. It was innovative. It was creative. It looks like it'll be affordable, um, and uh, you know it, it, it's it's good. You know you know it's just going to be supported. Um, I, yeah. Will it have games for adults? You know, like uh, mature adults. Yeah, I don't know. No, probably not. But you know, I'm fine with that. On the Nintendo on a Nintendo handheld, that I'm fine with that. I don't necessarily need to play. You know, manhunt on my on my handles. Well, that's, that, that's true, but I I would sometimes I like to think that the game companies are at least catering to an audience that wants to play something a little bit richer. I mean, they don't even necessarily mean maybe M rated. I like a lot of the strategy games that come out, you know. Um, but uh, so yeah, I I just hope that it's not just freaking Kid Icarus and crap like that because I mean my reflexes are getting bad, man. I'm getting old. Um, I'm not able to like really, you know, hop on the side of the walls and stuff and not fall to my death all the time. You know, thank God that um, in uh, what's that freaking Aladdin game called? That's um, they just made a movie out of uh, Aladdin game. No, you know oh, the guy oh, in the no, desert. Prince of Persia. Yeah, Prince of Persia. I was playing Prince of Persia and I kept falling off the wall and that girl in the beginning <laughs> keeps grabbing me and pulling me back up. And it happened like for like the fifteenth time or whatever. And I'm like, man, I'm just I'm freaking horrible at this. I just. <laughs> I don't know what it is, you know. I don't know how people deal with it. Like you, you start to press the A button to jump up the rock, and then the camera swings around, and instead of jumping up the rock, you're flying off the cliff and stuff. <laughs> and you're like, I don't understand what I'm doing wrong anymore. Like I'm getting. I don't like those games for the same reason. I've never got. I never really got into Prince of Persia. Or the worst is like, you know, run up the wall. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you, you turn to run up. You think you know? I would turn the camera to run up the wall, but no. What you do is you jump. You do a little hop jump off the wall, right off the cliff. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, or you start climbing up the wall halfway, then you hit some obstacle, then he just does a backflip off, like, and you fall off the thing, and you're like, that's not what I wanted to do. I don't understand, like, how stupid is the guy do? Like, could the could the character in the game maybe figure out that that's not what I would do, you know? Right, like, exactly. Like, oh, I guess I just want to jump to my death right now. Yeah, you know, come on. That's what frustrates me about... As- some of those games that, you know, they, they concentrate on all these animations, right? They're like, oh, the, look at these silky smooth animations. But somewhere in there, it gets like, intelligence gets lost. Right. It's like when, when I'm playing a sports game or something, this is why I get so frustrated with sports games is because I'm down there and I have like Shaq underneath a hoop. And, you, you know, what would Shaq do underneath the hoop? He'd reach up and dunk it. So I press the shoot button and he turns around and does like a turnaround fadeaway. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> Like, right. what the hell? Like, isn't there, there's got to be some sort of compensation for people like me that can't figure out the exact, you know, area that it needs to be pressed in order to do the dunk move. Uh, uh, you know, it's right. like there's got to be some forgiveness there, but there never is. It, it should just figure out, you know, just how you're playing or something that it, it knows what you're trying to do. Like, or at least, you know, it, it 
the, the don't do the least intelligent thing. At least do that. You know, if you pass the ball to the guy, don't don't have him pass it to another guy that's farther away either. You know, like yes, that, I hate that. It's like okay, the guy's right next to me. I'm pointing it at him, <laughs> but no, instead he like he, he like you know rifles it down the court, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and it just goes out of bounds. I'm like, wow, you know. <laughs> That's if not... I were, if I personally were out on the court, I could be playing better than I am in this game. Yeah, you know? <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so Nintendo also showed the Wii, and uh, basically, it looks like the Wii's got one year left in it because what I saw, there was a Zelda that you could basically use the sword and the shield, which looked five minutes of fun and. 40 hours of pain in the ass, if you ask me. Unless you're Miyamoto, who couldn't use it at all. I right. If you saw that video. Right, yeah. And, <laughs> and, and I'm six foot three, so me being crouched over in front of my TV to play this is just not going to work. Um, and, uh, the, um, and then they showed a Mickey Mouse game, which, what did you think of that? Um, I, I barely watched, I watched like two minutes worth of video. Okay. And I, I, you know, I guess, I guess that says it all right there. I wasn't particularly, yeah, um, the Mickey Mouse interested game in it. looked like yeah, a, an old school platformer to me with some fancy graphics. And I just think Disney should fire everyone and start over. I said that <laughs> on a Kuma show and I'll say it here. I, I think that was a terrible showing. Um, I, I'm happy that Mickey Mouse is making his video game debut for the 40th time. Like it's something right. new. Um, but it's it's not, and collecting coins and hopping on platforms, not a good idea. And painting stuff, I get apparently. Right, right, yeah, yeah. Changing, oh, the- boy, you know, it's like all right. Nobody wants. I mean, but I'm actually very surprised at how much attention it got. I mean, almost on all the sites I went on, people were putting Epic Mickey. That's what's called Epic Mickey. Yeah, <laughs> putting it up there is like this great game. I'm like, ah, maybe I just need to play it, but I didn't see it from the video. I don't get it. That's because it was in the show, and I don't think any of those people putting that stuff up are actually going to be the people that go out and buy it. I mean, I don't mean you know, that maybe they'll prove me wrong and it'll be fun, but it's a platform game. I mean, what focus group did they look at and said, oh yeah, platform games are doing great? You know, Little Big Planet <laughs> is about the only one, and Little Big Planet. Is it everything game really? I mean, it's Super Mario Galaxy. You yeah. got to give. Well, okay, yeah, but that's. I mean, the, to me, that's just like you're right. Okay, you're right, but that to me is like a like Mario just goes without saying because he pretty much invented the genre. You know, like it's if if they keep coming out with Mario platform games, well, you know, I just see them all as one. But you're right that that should count. But um, as far as like third party, anybody else making a successful platform game. Little Big Planet barely because you could do just about anything in that game, um, yeah. and and that's it. I can't think of anything else. Um, yeah. So it, it it seems to me that gamers have lost their interest in that, and I think that I think Disney's made a big mistake. But then there was a Kirby game, which I actually found that pretty interesting looking. Uh, it, it it almost seems like a platform game, but if you've ever played a Kirby game, they're just kind of like an acid trip. They're just all really weird, and this looks yeah. to be just about as weird as everything else. Um, but yeah, because uh, it's like that yarn thing, so it's just like an outline of them running around. Right, right. You know, it looks even more crazy. I, yeah. I may even get that one, but um, otherwise, they didn't really show anything that I cared about. I mean, it was all hardly anything, and it, and it, it makes me think that um, you're not uh, interested in Metroid. No, I, you know what? I've played the Metroids, and they're highly overrated. I, I find them to be average below average first person shooters and yeah but this one is uh 
this one's like going back to that third person type thing because it's being developed by Team Ninja. So it's like it's like I guess you can switch to a first person point of view, but you're you're not running around in first person. You're running around in third person. I don't know. That. I mean, that might make it worse for me. I, I just don't. I mean, I. I'm not impressed by Metroid. I, I haven't been. I know they sell okay, but I, I really think that's just because gamers wanted to play a first-person shooter on their console. That was there. It was it was um, a game that was serviceable, but, it, yeah. you know, like there was nothing you could really point out about it that was there was anything bad with it, but it was really tedious, and it was really kind of, like, slow, and these little dialogue prompts pop up, and you light things up, in order to open right. doors, and I just felt like, um, no, I'm just not. I, I, hey, they could prove me wrong. This could be the best Metroid ever, but I, I don't think so. I, I think Metroid's just another brand for Nintendo that they just, you know, they push out. Uh, you know, I, I agree with you. I, I, I played a little bit of Metroid Prime, well, the first one on GameCube, and I, I wasn't particularly blown away by it either. And so um, I don't know. It had that weird targeting system where you like lock onto it, and I, I don't know. But I, I, I could be I could be interested in a third person uh, point of view because I do think that the Metroid franchise, like I think Metroid was great as a two D side scroller, kind of like in the vein of Castlevania. Um, and I think if they can kind of get that similar feeling going with the third person, maybe. But I don't know. I'm just I'm trying to find reasons to own a Wii at this point because I, I actually do want one just to to be able to play some of these games, but. Um, but I don't know. I don't know if Metroid's going to be it or not. Right. But um, I, I thought that actually Nintendo came out with, um, I mean, they came out, they showed the new uh, Zelda, which barely worked, um, apparently, uh, <laughs> at least for Miyamoto. And uh, Metroid, and then they had, did they have Kid Icarus? No, they didn't have Kid Icarus. But I thought they had a, a decent software lineup, but it, it's the same old Nintendo stuff. I think my biggest disappointment from... I mean, just across the board was the the lack of um, AAA original titles. They seem like a, there were a lot of remakes, a lot of sequels um, throughout the whole show, and that's what I keep clamoring for. I keep talking about with these guys on um, on the forums about Nintendo coming out with you know a new mascot. Then of course everybody's quick to jump on me and point out to all the obscure things that have sold a, a billion copies that I've never heard of. But um, you know, Miyamoto needs to come out with like something. You know what I mean? Like that's their bread and butter guy. Like have him come out with a new, a well, new mascot or something. Supposedly, like that. actually, that's what he's working on. I've actually, oh, yeah. I actually read that that he's working on a new game with a new character. But that I don't know. I mean, listen, did you play Eternal Darkness on the GameCube? That, that was okay. That was one of the best games for the GameCube. I originally wrote a review about it back when I was writing reviews, and I didn't like it that much when I first played it. And then I kind of said, all right, I'm going to sit down and play with this because everybody raved about it. And I really put some time in on it. And it was great. It was a great yeah. game. It has this panic system. So you would play the game, and as you get, like, it's kind of like a survival horror type of thing, but you're right. going through time. And uh, as you were experiencing these things, you would slowly start to raise this panic meter. And when that would happen, weird things would start to happen. Like, you would push left and your guy would walk right. Or blood would start to come down the front of the screen, so you couldn't quite yeah. see what was going on. And all kinds of like crazy little tricks like this were going on in the game. But the gameplay itself was really good. And um, uh, that was a great IP. Probably one of the best games for the GameCube. Where is it? Where's the next one? <laughs> you know? No, we get more freaking... Uh, we get another Donkey Kong Country. That's what we're going to get. 
great for the Super NES guys out there, you know. Yeah. You know, I'm sure they're excited about playing a sequel to a game that came out on a game system that they bought, you know, ages ago. And guess what? It looks about the same, you know? Like, right. like it's not a big innovation or anything. It's basically like, hey, we found the source code to Donkey Kong Country. We're going to just right. make a new one for you guys. And instead of putting it on the DS, we're going to put it on the Wii. And you guys are going to buy full, full price Archer. Yes, Nintendo. I mean, yeah, it, yeah. Well, that's, you know what? I'm going to say that that... I, I liked Donkey Kong Country, you know, I liked it on the Super NES, but here's where I think, you know, if Nintendo at least wanted to get me to buy it, they need to make it like a like a discount game. Like, you know, you see remakes of stuff like that, like on the right. PSM, like you saw a Bionic Commando remake, but they're 10 bucks and they're downloadable, you know? <laughs> I don't want to pay 50 bucks for another Donkey Kong Country necessarily. Same thing with GoldenEye. Like, I really think that that GoldenEye game, maybe I'll be wrong because GoldenEye was great back in the day, but I really think that that game's going to be a bust. Like everybody, like people that are excited about that game, well, I'm telling you, I, the genre has moved past GoldenEye. Like I, GoldenEye is not the standard anymore. I think GoldenEye has a chance because I think that there is a there is a market. Uh, I'll just say this: there is a market for the four player, co- um, uh, de- well, yeah, split screen deathmatch split screen. It seems crazy with everybody that has internet and all this stuff today. But little kids don't they, they their stuff's not hooked up, man. You know, it's not on there. And you're gonna not get the friend codes and your friends come over for sleepovers and all this crap when you're a little kid. And that was a big success for um, the sixty four. That was what kinda made Goldeneye what it was. It wasn't so much the single player game was a lot of fun. Standard first person shooter, really well designed, but pretty standard but it was the four players split screen that everybody really enjoyed and i think that there's there's a market there it's a thin market but i think it's there i think it'll do all right yeah you know you're probably okay i'll give you that the split screen thing i didn't think about it in terms of being with kids but i just uh, i think you know people idealize games you know and then they go back and they play them and they're not as great as they remember and it's like i I don't know. Well, Hopefully it, I'm wrong because, I mean, that would be great. If GoldenEye turned out to be awesome, I'd be happy. Well, they certainly, like they certainly should have come out with it a long time ago. You know, right. I know it was all tied up and there was legal problems with Rare, supposedly. And right. it's a movie license of all things, which is even more ridiculous. Um, and, you know, but the thing is, is that, you know, Rare, you know, their sequel to GoldenEye was Perfect Dark. And... You know, people always talk about Perfect Dark. Perfect Dark wasn't very good. I, you know, I played Perfect Dark, and it was no Goldeneye. And yeah. uh, they came out with a sequel to that, and it came out on the Xbox 360 when it first launched, and it was a steaming pile. And, uh, you know, so, yeah, I don't have a lot of faith in Goldeneye being um, great. They're just taking a first-person shooter. They're probably taking the Metroid engine, and they're just revamping it to, to be Goldeneye, as far as I, you know. Well, yeah. that's what I think, but whatever. All right, so anyway, Nintendo's still going to dominate. Everything Jedi and I are saying is completely wrong, and we're no, we know we're wrong. We just want you all to know that. We, we all just know our opinions, you know. Yeah, we know you're <laughs> all going to buy all of it that Nintendo releases, so don't listen to us. Um, Microsoft, then. Microsoft uh, didn't really do. I'll, let me talk first before I talk about Connect. Let me just say what they didn't do. They didn't really talk about the PC at all. Um, they didn't really talk about uh, Zune and um, uh, Windows Phone games during their press conference at all. 
uh, and uh, they um, they didn't show a new hand held off. And as far as like um, new games that are coming out on the 360 by itself was a little bit thin. Ma- mainly what they concentrated on. I mean, they did show some though, but mainly what they concentrated on was um, Connect. And that's the only thing I can remember from it. And I watched the whole thing. Um, and and huge mistake. Yeah, Connect. Connect is uh, basically a, a camera um, that allows you to play games by tracking um, your well, three. Let's say three things. It has some facial recognition, so I guess when it sees you, it knows you're there and you're looking at it. Okay, creepy, but okay. Um, it has a voice command, so you can say things like Xbox off, so you can shut it off while it still stares at you as you sleep. <laughs> or you, or you have close the pod bay doors. Hal. Right, yeah. right. And the, <laughs> it's like that's where it's going. You, you know, you open your eyes and the light. You know, you see it on and the LED, and then it goes out really quick. Hey, yeah. you know? <laughs> <laughs> it's just that kind of thing. Yeah, and exactly. um, it, and they had um, uh, and basically it tracks. I think they said fourteen points of motion on whatever it's tracking, which I guess is developer-specific, but generally on your body. Um, what the developer is tracking might be your elbow, your knees, your waist, you know, your head and all that kind of thing, those joints of your body. Nobody's really too sure about how accurate it is in terms of, you know, can it see finger motion? Some people say no because the camera resolution specs that have come out are too low to, to detect that, but... It's hard to really say because um, developers use a lot of tricks these days, and it's, you know, whatever science they're using to even detect body motion is probably some weird, um, you know, depth perception thing, and, and they've got some kind of algorithms going on, and maybe they can, or can, it doesn't. You know what I'm trying to say? It doesn't matter. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but uh, so anyway. So you, you can do this thing, and they showed basically no real hardcore games for it, no no um, mainstream audience games in the sense of people that already own one of these game consoles. Instead, they went after the Wii crowd. Um, they went at, they had the little girl playing with the tiger, um, which I guess was cute, but no. I, I'm not buying it. It's just, it's why would you get that? It sounds like it's going to be, you know, your kid's going to be bored of it in an hour. You know, yeah. like, I've done all the things, Dad, that it says here to do with the tiger, you know. Right. I mean, like, did you hide behind the couch? Yeah, I did that. It's All right, we did the jump rope, and I changed its diaper, and we did the dancing thing. I'm done. Take it back. You know, I mean, yeah. it's, there's yeah. no, you know, well, what about the elephant? It's the same thing. It's a different animal, Dad. It's dumb. Um, it's not going to be like Seaman, where Seaman came out and gave you, like, a psychoanalytic uh, evaluation of your life at the end of using it, you know. Um, no, it's just going to be a stupid tiger playing with you. Um, yeah, I, that was really more like a tech demo. I can't believe they're selling it, but okay. Um, there was one called uh, Connect Adventures where basically they showed these people on a raft. People say that one's really fun. I doubt I, it. I, well, I, I'm not as negative as you, I'm not, I'm not as anti-Microsoft. 
Um, but uh, it's not anti-Microsoft, <laughs> man. Come on. The th- okay, I'm not. Well, if everybody's coming out of there and they're saying it's fun, I mean, I got to give people some credit that Dude, it's that come it's. Come on, man. If it was not on the 360, if this was on the Wii, would you have been like, yeah, that looks fun? No, I didn't come say on. it looks fun. I'm just saying I'm not saying it's not fun. I'm saying okay. I don't. I don't know. I'm just saying everybody's. Co- well, I mean, I don't think that dance game is going to be that fun for me, but. I think that that's going to be their killer title. <laughs> I think that dance game is going to... I've watched a lot of YouTube videos about yeah. that dance game. And basically, if you look at any of them, if you go on YouTube and look up that, um, you know, the look up Connect with the dance, um, yeah. basically, you can watch them. And there are women and guys all dancing to this game, okay? None of the guys can dance, but all of the women are having a blast playing the game, and they all dance really well. And they're not paid to be there. They had one girl at the thing dancing, you know, that was paid to be there. But yeah. it, listen, that's all girls want to do, man. You I, and guys, it's great. You don't have to get a pole for your living room or anything. <laughs> you know, you just put the game and you'd be like, "Honey, look, there's a dancing game. Oh, what's this?" And then she's gonna be dancing, and you just sit down with some chips, and you just <laughs> you just watch. But you know, a pillow over your lap. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just get, crack a beer. You know, yeah. relax. Get the get a towel. And um, <laughs> it's it's uh, but really it's it, it it's just g- girls look like they're really going to have a lot of fun with this. And I think that at least that is is a is a ti- that that to me is their smart title. But um, I wasn't really uh, blown away with what I saw. Now here they had a they had a Star Wars game. And I guess you could swing a lightsaber around, and you can use force—you know, force push and force lightning—with the power of your hands. Was that demoed? No. You know, so how good does it work? Probably doesn't work very well <laughs> if it wasn't being demoed. You know, um, I, I'm concerned about accuracy. You know, it's on rails too. Like it's like you fight and then you move forward. Like you don't. Yeah, they were saying that about the... Okay, see, they were saying that about the car game, that you don't use gas or brake, you just steer. Yeah, uh, you just steer. (laughs) Right, that sounds completely stupid. But then another guy got to go into a back room, and he said he saw the burnout um, game for Kinect, where you do use gas and brake. You you, you, You push your leg, your right leg forward, and that's gas, and you, and you, pu- you push it backwards, and that's brake. And then if you take your right hand and you, and you actually, like, um, like uh, pull the screen towards you, like a pull motion, that actually gives you the turbo boost. Oh. This I, sounds like a bad game of Twister. Well, again, <laughs> that may all work, but I still don't think that's better than the trigger button, you know, right. gas pedal. And the and pushing a button for the for the turbo boost like that that is not making the game better you know it's making it more frustrating and the worst thing about Connect is that you got to stand the entire time so, um, so yeah you had to push your foot forward so you can just see they're standing on one leg with your hands and your foot behind you with your arms yeah and your ha- holding yeah, your, your arms in the air in front of you that's like a torture that they do in like China. <laughs> Like, hold your arms out in front of you. Do not move, you know? Right. And you're just standing there, and... You know? You know? You put your foot down, it's like, where are you? It's, <laughs> it completely loses your... Right, it, it's, it's, you know, yeah. It, and um, I'm not convinced that this is... Um, 
this is necessarily the smart technology either. I, but I'm in a, I'm in the camp with with Connect where I feel that like half of it, which is the non motion control part, is more interesting than the motion control part. I think the developers can utilize the um, voice recognition and the um, uh, the 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 voice command portion of it to better effect. And if I could just pick up my standard 360 controller, play a game, and then be able to you know issue orders or point to things like they showed with SOCOM, for instance. Though in Sony's case, I'm not sure why they got rid of voice command. I thought that worked really well in SOCOM. They were the guys who invented voice command, and yet they lost it and instead went with just the visual thing. Sony, wake up. You got a camera on the eye, okay? I mean, you got a microphone on the eye camera. You could use that. It's all right. You know, write that into your code. Um, But Microsoft at least has that. It seems pretty cool. But again, man, what's the deal with having to stand up? That's Who thought that was a good idea? That's so freaking stupid. I don't even know what to say. How many games are we really all going to want to play where we're standing the entire time we're playing it? Right. And then you're going to have to, like, move your furniture around because your TV's too close. And so it just has, like, a zoom in of your crotch. <laughs> you have to move back for it to get your whole body. Yeah, and, <clears throat> and, and one... Okay, and, and, and another thing that this brings up is the fact that um, we have had... Like, I have three consoles. Now, at one point, I don't have them all in the same room anymore, but at one point I had them all connected to the same TV. And um, that was possible. Okay? Now it's going to be impossible, because where am I going to put the sensor bar and the two cameras? Am I, are they going to stack all that shit in front of the TV now? I mean, I'm not going to be able to watch television anymore. There's going to be all this crap in front of it. And, and what if? And does each one have to be in the middle of the TV? You know, or can I move one to the side, or is it going to be less accurate if it's over to the side? Or do I have to stand to the side? Um, I, I don't know. I, I think that, uh, I just think all this junk is just more of a pain in the ass, and it's taking away from the fact that what we all we really want to do is play some good games. That's why we buy these game systems. You know, we want to sit down after work or school or whatever, relax, and have fun playing a game. The last thing I want to do when I get home from work is stand in front of the game console and be like, um, all right, let's play Killzone or whatever, you know, and be like waving my arms around or, or Halo or whatever, or jumping over or hoops and shit like that. It's like, really? You know, I'm not going to pay $150 for that. I mean, Nintendo's balance board was pretty cool. You know, it, it did some stuff, but it was, again, another thing that was underrealized. You know, right. there was a few games for it that used that balance board to some effect. I guess Tony Hawk, you know, probably some surfing game that I never played. But for the most part, it, it, it didn't really get any traction. And um, I think that's the same thing that's going to happen with all of these things. I think they're all doomed, all of them, out the, <laughs> out the gate. I think the 3DS is the only one that's going to be a, a successful... Um, launch product and the, these other things, I'm going to own all of them, don't get me wrong, I mean, I got to review stuff so I'm going to have all of them but right. um, I don't think that like the Brian Baird of the world um, the Don Cease are going to go out and buy this crap and I, I just don't, the, the only thing I, I think that matters here 
is the girlfriend factor. And that can stand for any, that, that can be any console. I think that if you have a PlayStation 3 and you play it a lot, you might go out and buy moves so you can show your girlfriend. You know, if you have an Xbox 360 and you play it a lot, you might get Connect for the for the wife and the kids, you know. Um, right. But I don't think that the, the, the single guy is, it, they've already got the Wii, they don't turn it on, they're not really going to go out and buy a move or Connect or any of this stuff. What's your opinion? Well, um, you said a lot there, so I'm going to kind of take it back from the beginning. First of all, I thought Microsoft uh, press conference was horrible. I mean, it was. It was you didn't horrible. like Cirque du Soleil. Huh? Yeah. Well, you know, what? I actually missed that part of it, and I've I've heard that that was like the mo- one of the most embarrassing things ever <laughs> to watch. Like, really? Like, I mean, come on! It's just video games, people. Like, it doesn't need to be like this crazy thing where you go and it's it just. I don't know. I have a thing. I have a pet peeve about video games going too mainstream to the point where you forget that you're playing video games and they try to make it this big event and, you know, and they have people, fake people in the background cheering and all this stuff. But, dude, if you look at the people's faces, like I did watch the highlights, look at the people's faces in the crowd when those dude guys are over there doing backflips and and all that kind of stuff. You're like, just that'll tell it all. But I'll say this, like where I walked in, um, they already started showing the Kinect and, um, and the, the biggest problem with the Kinect for me is that it's, it turned out to be exactly what I thought it was going to be, which is just some kind of better version of Wii technology. And I know that's been said about the Move too, but here's the thing. The, the, um, the Kinect showed absolutely nothing, nothing to me that made me say, wow, that is a cool experience that I can only have on Kinect. You know, it just, it, or that's something I'd be interested in playing. They didn't show how they could incorporate this into any of their... I agree pre- with you there. I agree with you. Any of their games, you know, it's like, okay, fine, you have these... Okay, mini games, they're going to happen. Like, everybody knows motion control, there's going to be mini games. Fine. That's fine. I don't care if you want, if you want to have those games, but your your entire presentation is based around these mini games. I mean, that's horrible. They literally spent at least a, at least a half an hour showing one party game, one mini game thing after another... And they were just each more embarrassing than the other one. It's like when that little girl came out and's like playing with Skittles and stuff, and you're like, "Oh, Skittles!" I'm like, "Oh my god! Yeah, what am I? What yeah, am I watching?" Yeah. And you know, and it's the same thing with the dance game. Okay, I agree with you, Kevin. The dance game is going to be a big deal. And um, and I'll tell you right now, if I were to own a Connect, I would have a dance game because I would probably play it with the same guys that I play Rock Band with. You know, it'd probably be fun for those type of situations. But the thing is, it has to be more than that. Like, show me how you're going to use Connect with Halo. You know, Halo's your your biggest franchise. How are you going to? How is this going to going to work in your hardcore games? And that, and <clears throat> despite what maybe some people think, I'm not an anti Microsoft guy. Like, I lo- I have my 360 and I play it. Of course, I play it more now because my PS3 is broken. But <laughs> I like the games on there and I play those games and they're good. But why am I going to go out and buy a Connect when it's basically? A high def version of a Wii system, and you know, if I want, if I were to go out and spend 150 bucks on something right now, and I, my choices were get a Connect or get a Wii, I'd buy a Wii, hands down. Well, I think that I think that you're right, and I and I think that what you're saying makes sense because, you know, with the Wii, the Wii's, it, it I wouldn't even say they're equal because with the Wii, you could actually sit down and use it, you know, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, and and yeah, that's a big thing, sitting down. It's like. I guarantee you, man. I guarantee you that th- these people, these hardcore gamers, are, they're not going to 
they're not going to like it for that reason alone. It doesn't matter if you have the greatest game ever. Like, and the fact that there's no control still makes me think, like, how are you going to get a third-person shooter or, or a first-person shooter? How are you going to get it to move around in three-dimensional space? Like, you have a controller. You can use the analog stick to move forward, back, and sideways, right? So, like, literally, how are you going to mimic that movement with your hands? Like, are you just going to jog in place or turn around? You're going to be exhausted by the midway through the first level. And so... The only, I just don't get it. Like to me, I, it does not appeal to me at all. It was in, it was an embarrassing conference. Like I put them way at the bottom in, in terms of what I thought the presentations were. I literally just felt embarrassed to be a gamer during some of those presentations. And it's like, why do you got to bring the nerdiest guy ever out to demonstrate your dancing game? You know, that, yeah, I mean, that was true. like watching the yeah. end of Napoleon Dynamite. Yeah, with that guy dancing there at the end. He's like, look, I don't know how to dance before, but he's doing these moves, and you're just like, God, you know. What is that? So I, I, I just, you know, I mean, for me, like, I, I like to, you know, I like to go out and dance and whatever, and I don't know how to, so learning how to do moves or whatever, but I'm not going to be doing, you know, if <laughs> it's going to be one of those things, if this thing catches on, you're going to go into the, uh, into the clubs and immediately see the people that have been practicing their dance moves on, on connect, you know, they're, everybody's doing the same little, you know, whip the arm over the head move. And I, I don't know, it just looks it just looks bad. The one thing that did kind of intrigue me was that Eden game that um, that looked really obscure. Although I have no idea how that's going to play. I mean, yeah. some guy standing in there waving his hands around, and all of a sudden it looks like Fantasia or something. And so <clears throat> that's that's kind of intriguing to me because it's a little bit um, more unique and a little bit more artsy and kind of like, well, they're you know they're trying something different. They're trying to make this technology work. I will say that the technology in and of itself is pretty amazing that they can. Um, you know they can map and you know their the human body and everything. But here's the other thing: is I've been reading is that there's um, serious doubts that you're going to be able to get more than two players in it. Yeah, well, so yeah, that right. kind of takes away from the party experience, don't you think? I, I mean, if it's it, it it depends on it depends on what they mean by that. I've read that too, but it, it's a little bit confusing because it, it says it can track six it can track six people, but up you know up to two players. Is, you know, I, I I wasn't quite sure what that meant, but I. I don't know if that really matters. Um, what the okay? If you take away the gaming experience, I and and you go to this fitness craze that's basically made Nintendo number one. I do right. think Connect has some advantage in that regard because if it's really tracking those points on your body, it may actually oh, yeah. be able to tell you, you know, you're getting a good workout and you're not just lifting the Wii mode up and down sure. to try and try and skate out of stuff. So maybe yeah, exa- maybe it'll be a good exercise piece of equipment. But, you but know? come on, man! Like honestly, like I know you're right. Let's. I'm not saying that the Kinect is worse technology than the Wii. I'm, it's better. Everything that 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 the Microsoft showed, I thought they, as far as you know, the mini games and how it's interactive, as far as just being technological wise, everything's better. But the thing is, why? Why would why would the people that are really interested in getting those games? go out and buy that over their existing Wii products. The thing is that they're trying to tap in. They're trying to, to hop onto the bandwagon. Well, at least this is what I, uh, I saw it as. They're trying to dip into the Wii's market, and Wii has a stranglehold on well, it. And I don't see why I would want to spend $150. Exactly. There you get it. That, that, that is the problem. If it was $49.99, yes. we would be like, wow, that's amazing for $50. You know, that's... Right, for $50, we would be like, okay... I'll buy that, you know, or maybe, you know, maybe you wouldn't for whatever reason, but that would be more acceptable. But for $150, you start looking at it and you go, 
that's not worth it, you know, because I'm going to have to buy a game. You know, yeah, it's going to come with something, but really I'm going to want to buy a game for it. And, and so I'm looking at over $200 to, 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 to purchase it in a game to, to get what I, to get an experience that's similar to what I can get on Wii. I mean, that raft jumping game might be fun. Okay, let's, let's, say, let's just say it is for a second. Okay. There is nothing to say that you can't have that exact same experience on the Wii. Right. It can track you jumping. It can track you leaning. So what, what are you getting out of it? Right. Which, which goes back to my point that the, the parts that are interesting is the voice command and the facial right. recognition to some extent. But for, for real, they didn't even show that outside of, you know, the little girl going, Skittles, come here, you know, roll yeah, over. Yeah, exactly. Which is and like, that's the other that's, thing, too, is that I'm not saying, again, in comparison to Sony's presentation, I'm not saying that the move looked that, like, oh, wow, the move just blew it away. But in a way it did in that it at least opened up the door to say, look, this is what we could, you know, it, it opened up the door for, to people to start talking and saying, okay, well, Here's how this sorcery game works. Imagine how it would work if you had better developers or whatever. With the Kinect, they, I don't really feel like they opened that door. You know, I don't think that they said, well, here, this is just the beginning. Wait till you see what we have in store. It's kind of like, well, this is it. And it's like, we're not going to show you anything else. So what are we getting? All you're selling to me as a, as a, as a viewer of this, all you're selling to me is um, just basically a better Wii product. That's all I got out of it, really. Yeah. I didn't really get anything else. And to me... That's depressing because you're like you have this piece of hardware that I'm sure, I'm sure that you know if you exploited it you could probably do some neat things with it, but just based on what I saw, alone I just I was even more disinterested yeah, than I was it, when I watched it. For before. some reason I I you know Microsoft um, you know hasn't I you know it goes back to our earlier conversation where Sony has good development you know going on they make good games Microsoft. Right has not had a lot of first-party title uh, lately that has... Um, t- I mean, what, did we see something from Rare? I no. Don't, uh, right. I, um, did we see something from um, Lionhead? I mean, I know Fable 3 is coming out. It, does, wow. it, it, does this work with Fable 3? No, exactly. Uh, it doesn't work with any of that stuff. They didn't say, well, we're planning on future support with this. They, they didn't say anything like that. Yeah, it, it, it just it, It's it, like a, a completely abandoning, you know, what is the... The hardcore gamer, which is most people, you know, who own 360s are hardcore yeah, gamers. Yeah, and, and it's like they just didn't have a, they don't have a centralized vision with this thing. They it, it, they put together some family titles for it. Like they're going after, now, and this may be Microsoft's strategy. Microsoft looked at what Nintendo's d- done and they said, you know, we want that market. You know, we want to make it family friendly too. I, I can respect that, but yeah. they've priced it out of the league. Because nice. if you're going to try and get them, you've got to buy the 360, which is $300, and then you've got to buy Connect, which is $150. So you're going to say you're going to try and get people to buy a $450 Wii, right. you know, and that's before you really get a game. I mean, yeah, maybe it comes with one, okay. But still, it's, it's insane. People are not going to buy what they already have because, really, I think people feel burned by it, you know. And, yeah. the, and, the, and the thing is, is that if, if, if you're listening to the show and you haven't seen these games or you didn't really look at them very well, they kind of look like Wii games. They got exactly. the stupid avatars. They're, they're you know, they're, they're colorful little um, cartoony things. And, you, you know, it wasn't like you were watching anything that you... I mean, it was really kind of... Yeah, you're right. It was kind of sad. I, I have... 
uh, an interesting take on the, I think the technology is capable, but I right. definitely don't think we saw anything out of them that looked... Um, I'm more excited for Fable 3. I mean, that's just how it is. You know, I walked out, I right. saw the Halo Reach demo, and I said, that looks like it's going to be great, you know? Yeah. And uh, I I didn't look at anything that they showed for Connects, thinking to myself, you know, um, yeah, I, I really want to play that. But, I, again, I do think, like, the dance game, um, it, you know, because, look, man, to be honest, and, and, and like I keep saying, I know I'm wrong, you know, when I saw the stuff that was coming out for the Wii, I was like, well, that's not going to sell. Nobody's going to buy that piece of shit, you know? Right. That looks horrible, you know? And uh, people were like, wow, it has bowling? You know, I'm, I'm going to go buy this. It has bowling on it, you know? And you're like, wow, really? Uh, okay. Yeah, the problem with the thing is, though, you know what? I remember that, you know, what you're talking about. But the thing is that Nintendo sprung on everybody and surprised everybody. The problem now is that everybody's doing the Me Too thing. It's over. Like, the surprise factor is done, you know? I, I, it's like, you know, well, here's my take on what you're doing, although, you know, it's exactly like what you're doing with slightly better graphics. You know, it's almost a compliment to Nintendo, you know, when you see those games come out, because you're like, well, yeah, you know, we're going we're gonna to try to make the same games you're making because we want a piece of the pie. And, and, and that's, that doesn't interest me. Like, I'm not interested in that. It's I so wanna... obvious, though. It's so, it's so obvious what they're doing, both companies. I, I blame Sony in this, too. Yeah, you're oh, right. Yeah, sure. Sony showed off some uh, good, you know, hardcore game-style games, which, you know, I give them credit for. But it's completely obvious that with their sports title and everything, that, that they're going for the same market, too. And it's just so blatant. Like, do both companies need to have a fucking sports game? You know, right. like uh, the mix, the mixed sport? It's, it's like, really? Yeah. You know, that's the best you get. That's how imaginative your company is. Like, you came out with something that's the same, you know? Right. Why, uh, exactly, exactly. And that's why I really feel... And again, you know, you might be right. This stuff probably will fade out and do whatever. But um, I really feel like it, it needs – if they're going to come out with something that is going to be appealing and it's going to sell their system, it has to be something good from the first party, from the first party developers. And as, you're, as you saw with Connect, <laughs> it isn't there. You know, right. like it, it's just not there for them right now. And, I don't think and, Microsoft – I don't think Microsoft believes in the technology. I think that they – you know they they had a company build it for them, and I think that they've they've released this you know thing, but I don't think that there's like any sort of unified vision to to support it. I think Sony's done a good job. I mean, I read that Heavy Rain, the expansions to Heavy Rain, because everybody out there knows how much I love that game, um, have been delayed now, possibly permanently, because Sony wants the developers to focus first on bringing the. Um, uh, connect, uh, not connect, uh, move support to Heavy Rain and to get that done. So they've they've stopped working on the expansions in order to get it done. And, um, you know, great, uh, you know, but that just kind of shows you in this in this way that Sony is serious about making Move a success. I don't I don't think the same with Microsoft. I think Balmer will just be like, what's that? It only sold 100,000. Kill it, you know, right. and it'll be gone and then we'll never hear about it again. And they have the money to take the losses like that too, you know. They they won't even bat an eye. Yeah, it's like connect. What what was that? Yeah, and so um, you're right. And it just disappointed me because you know I wanted to see just from E3's, you know, going back to the conference, I wanted to see more out of Microsoft in 
in their gaming department. You know, okay, we're getting a new Halo. Yeah, I'm sure it's going to be good. Okay, we're getting a new Gears of War. Okay, I'm sure that's going to be good. And we're getting a new Fable. Okay, I'm sure that's going to be good. And then we're getting Rage, which is appearing on, you know, yeah, you know yeah. there's nothing exclusive to, you know, oh, no, I'm sure, I should take that back. Um, but there's their first party stuff, or at least from what I'm gathering, it doesn't seem like they really pushed their games, you know, like the focus of that whole conference was on Connect, and the fact that the Connect thing sucked just left like a bad, a bad taste in my mouth. And, and it doesn't make me worry that the 360 is going to, you know, go downhill or anything like that. They still have good games, but well, I, I don't know, man. One the, thing the, I think, one, one thing I think that um, all of the game companies are suffering from, and maybe Nintendo with their 3D is going to be able to, to, to glide out of this a little bit, is that with every like generation of consoles that come out you have games that have sort of reached their um their their endpoint and lack of interest among gamers you know like platforming games that we were talking about earlier had a long stretch and then you know they that they sort of died race car games same thing you know there there's for every for every one there's one company that stands out you know there's still a mario galaxy there's still a gran turismo um, you know, and uh, but there's like generation of games that you know keep coming, and I think that we're reaching that apex now with a lot of these games where they're not innovating anymore, and and gamers are are aware of this, and I think that they're not necessarily going to line up in the droves to buy another first person shooter game on a console because right. you know okay yeah modern warfare 3 or call of duty black ops or medal of honor etc are they all going to be winners are they all going to be like huge blockbuster sellers because everybody's coming out with this crap i don't know i don't know if gamers are going to want to throw down the money to buy all of these i mean there's a lot of first person shooters coming out this holiday yeah. season I'm in complete agreement with you there, and I think I think that you can look historically over video games, at least since the PlayStation era, and see that that is the case. Because look, what happened with the PlayStation, the original Final Fantasy VII came out, and it was a huge hit. Right. So what happens? There's a thousand RPGs that come right. Out. So that's why people like Lard, you know, who love JRPGs, look back upon those you know systems fondly because that's when their particular genre type was just booming, you know, yes. and, and it's like, well, everything's made here. And if you go before that, you know, what was big before that? Fighting games. Right. And so this this last generation, it's all been about first-person shooters. Yes. You know, Halo started it, and then Call of Duty took it to the next level, you know, and and you could say the same Ghost thing about... Ghost Recon, and yeah, you, yeah, you had oh, Resistance Grand Theft Auto, and you know, Killzone. And then, like, how many Grand Theft Auto clones were there? Like a billion. Right. And so, and but there's really only those those ones that stand out that people necessarily really want to play right. and then the people that are like okay well i love first person shooters you know there's going to be a small section of those guys who are probably going to go out and buy all of them but you know once the trend changes and next you know next console well that's the out. thing there is no new trend and so that's why game sales are dipping <laughs> you know because yeah. the, you, the 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 Nintendo had a good thing going where they were capturing the imagination of people that normally don't play games, and they've pretty much failed on following that up with anything. You know, right. they said, hey, we've got motion control. Kind of sucks, and um, but it's it's the beginning, and they didn't come out with anything. And um, now we have Sony and Microsoft joining in, but they're not bringing anything new to it either. And, you're, you, you know, it, and so what do you got? You've got... More of the same games over the past 
couple of years that we've got. N- not that these are going to be bad games. A lot of them are going to be fun. Red Dead Redemption was a nice um, open-world game that everybody sort of enjoyed. But I think that they're not growing. I mean, I don't think this market is in, in, in full-on growth mode like the video game market was under, say, even the PlayStation 2, you know? Um, because a, a lot, you know, when Grand Theft Auto went from that 2D to basically Grand Theft Auto 3, um, that was revolutionary. You know, people were like, you know, like, oh my God, this is this is open world. This is the next thing. Here we go. We haven't really. What, what was the last thing? I, I was it the. It's got to be the motion control, and that was ages ago. I mean, there's nothing else that is new. It's right. like I, I can't think of anything. I could be wrong, but um, it's like the, the gaming community has completely stagnated now, and we've really kind of gone backwards because. What is popular right now is like iPhone games where you're touching blocks and shit and uh, um, buying them for a dollar. You know, PSN games where you're driving around a car. I mean, Sony's show Twisted Metal, you know. I, a lot of people were excited about Twisted Metal. I'm not against Twisted Metal, but I don't want to drive in a circle, okay, around and around and around trying to line up my sight with the car that's driving in an opposite circle of me and we're shooting at each other and he damages me a little bit and I damage him and we just keep driving in circles all day. I mean, Twisted Metal Black didn't sell very well and I'm not sure that gamers are going to be all that enthused for another Twisted Metal game. I really don't think so. And and I think that, you know, that's because they're all going back to their back catalogs. I mean, even Nintendo. Really? Another Zelda so soon? Is it, you know... We just had one, you know? I mean, I don't even have the old one yet. I mean, because well, it's... that's not true, man. That came out on the Wii. Well, I mean, on the GameCube. <laughs> well, it came out on the Wii and the GameCube at the same time. Yeah, that so, was like four years ago. Right, but... I'm just saying, that was, that was a while. It ago. was four years ago. You're right. But that's, you know... There's no, like... The, their big improvement is that you can swing the sword and the shield. I mean, it's just to me, like... If you recall when the Wii was first being shown, that they were showing how cool it was that you could pull your bow back and then fire an arrow and it would go twang and you could hear it out of the Wiimote because it has a speaker on it. And so, you know, that was cool. Now you're telling me that that it took four years to, to let me hold a shield and a sword in my hand? I mean, right? we're dying. I mean, the game industry's dying. It, it needs... It needs to innovate, and uh, and I don't think we've seen it. I don't think we've seen it, and I'm kind of depressed about it. I don't know what it's going to take because, um, if you know, I think the money's going to start falling off. I don't think people gamers are gamers are a weird group. We buy stuff that we like, and we don't tend to buy a lot of other stuff. You know, there's not too many hardcore. I mean, if you think of yourself as a hardcore where you play everything, good for you. You're in the minority. A lot of people buy... Like, how many friends do you have where you go over to their house and they're still playing the same freaking Madden game from, like, 2006 or something, you know? And you're right. like, you know there's later versions of Madden. Yeah, I know, dude, but you know what? I got this one. You know, Anderson does that, you know? Oh, yeah. He plays, like, NASCAR 99 or something. I don't even know. It's a his... smart thing to do. Yeah. Right, right. And, and I think that that's going to be the same case with first-person shooters. I think that a lot of people are going to play Modern Warfare 2 because they're just they're happy with, you know, they've ranked up, they've been playing so long, they're all loaded out and equipped and everything. They don't, you know... If they got the game for free, they would go buy another game. But they're not really going to go out of their way to get it just so they can start over again from the bottom and try and work their way back up. And I, I don't know. 
I, I think you're I think you're hitting on some good things and um and definitely there's it feels like there's an oversaturation, especially when you know, especially when we're talking about first person shooters. But you know what, I'm not um I wouldn't despair necessarily so much because I do think that the, those innovations you can't predict them. They come out of nowhere. And I think, you know, eventually they will come. I actually think that um you know, um, some of the independent developers are doing the right things. They, you see them, you know, the guys that come out with the $10 games on, on Xbox Live. Like, look at Limbo, for instance. Well, I that posted looks, that video yeah, on that there. Yeah, that looks good. Yeah, you're right. And, and, and that just from, just by looking at it and not even having played it, it could suck to play it, but just by looking at it, you're like, wow, that looks cool. Because people are using more of their creative talents, it seems, at least to me, to create something unique and something visually striking and something that makes you you know, raise your eyebrows. I think part of the reason is like, oh, you know, let's look at first-person shooters. What are they, you know, mostly? They're all like, you know, the big ones are like, you know, Modern Warfare. So everybody comes out with something that looks like Modern Warfare. Right. So they just all get, you might as well throw them all in the blender and call them the same thing. It's like, you know, I know the Medal of Honor is coming out. You can debate which one's good or not. But I mean, they're, they're the same thing. But if it's if somebody came or you know even the rage game you know even though that looks good if you just look at it from like a screenshot it looks like uh, Borderlands and and uh, Fallout you know I want to see something else where it's like well just put me in some completely different world or do something that at least catches my eye to say wow that looks different and unique and more creative to, it means makes me want to pay attention well and I think that's the, I think that's the starting point at least Ele- elevate the gameplay give it right. more dynamic in what it has because you know if you're just running around with a gun you're selecting different guns and you know right. you're shooting at things and everything okay listen it's a staple it's fun we've all played it i'm not knocking it it's fun but if you're gonna like step it up you know then you know, give us something that's different in the sense that it's not just new graphics and new new storyline but give us something that's different i mean i'm not sure what that is exactly but you know, otherwise you might as well just come out with new map packs or something because it's the same, you know, they're just like mods to a game engine. Right. You know, it's the Unreal Engine anyway, and uh, they're just they're just modding it differently, and we're running through these maps over and over again. And I, I just think that um, I worry, like, you know, I was in the store the other day. I was in Walmart, and I saw Beatles Rock Band, right? The deluxe edition that's limited edition, it says. And there's yeah. price stickers on it that say um, $249. And uh, it comes with the drum set and the um, the Beatles guitar and the mic stand and the mic, and um, it was it. Uh, there was a sign on it that said uh, on sale one hundred and thirty nine dollars, and I'm thinking to myself, see that's that's it. You know, it's done. You know, and uh, Rock Band. You know, though people were like, hey, Rock Band three was a lot of fun and stuff like that. I think that's mostly the nerd crowd saying that. I think that um, yeah, it might be fun, but. I think that nobody's going to be in a rush to go out and buy it anymore. I think because everybody's got Rock Band, you know? I'm that guy. I'm really not interested in Rock Band 3. (laughs) Right. It's like people have stuff. They have Guitar Hero. They have Rock Band. They don't want another one. They've got one already. It's like yeah, you don't want to go out and buy like another freaking seventy dollar, you know, peripheral that you have to attach to it, right? You know, just so you can play keyboard. It doesn't necessarily make it that much more fun, right? Exactly, and and I think that all of these games, we're we're facing a, a situation where the develop that maybe not the little developer, like you're saying. I'm sure there's a lot of great ideas out there, but the publishing houses don't want to take risks on these little ideas, and I think that I think they're getting their their. Um, I think they're getting knocked out on things like the the Apple iStore and and um, on you know 
Microsoft's Xbox Live and Sony's PSN by the little guy because the little guy is innovating and and a lot of these games are number one, you know, right. best sellers and stuff like that. Um, but uh, go ahead. Sorry, real quick. As far as like innovation is concerned, and um, I really wish that more people would take a look at um, Little Big Planet and what they're doing, and especially with the second one because I think that that is a good way to go and that somebody should come out with like a first person shooter or a fighting game or something that allows that sort of um, level of customization because in, in what they've done with that and I don't know how many copies it's sold but in what they've done with that is they've created a community where the player is given you know you basically have unlimited potential you can play that game forever because you have all these tools at your disposal yeah, right. and now with the new one you can basically create any kind of game you want so it's for and as long as they make the tools easier, so where like you and I, people that maybe don't have the, the, that type of skill, can pick it up and in a few minutes just create something that's fun. That I think will really inspire gamers to to want to keep coming back and play more of it because it's like you can go online right now on Little Big Planet and there's uh, like two million levels out there that people have just created, and it's like that's pretty cool and and, and people do crazy stuff with that. You see stuff over there that. You know, I would like I would have never thought of making uh, a game like that, and I think that to me is really intriguing to be able to go in there and have a game. Okay, you have your core game, but you also have this other modification aspect to it. And I know a lot of PC gamers. You know, that's why they play PC games because they can go on there and they can mod it. But I'm saying, like, take it to a new level. Like, let's make like a first-person shooter where you have a game, but then give it that level of creativity to where you can make you know you can make some crazy scenario and just make something. Well, that anybody can go and download. Well, what they have there all the time. What they ought to do is they ought to monetize it. They ought to just take the the idea of these these stores, and then like how Apple has theirs, for instance, their App Store, and make it so it's a mod. Let's just say it's a mod because mods are a little bit more complicated. You can't do it on a PS3, but you 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 know supposedly with Unreal you could right. take a mod and apply it or something like that. Um, but let, let's just say mods, for instance, because that gives you the most flexibility. I mean, basically, you can do anything you want, right? So the, the, the reason why the mod... And the mod communities do do all kinds of stuff, but the reason why it, it's so unfocused is because it's not easy to get money for it. You know, if you, know, you and I and, and a couple of sure. talented people could probably sit down and make a really fun game that's a mod, but we're not going to get shit for it, you know, because we can't, yeah. we can't sell it. We're not in business. We're not going to be able to, like... Uh, turn anybody on to it we there's no place for us to go well here buy this you know and nobody's gonna buy it but if you were to have a if you were to have a store that was inside the game that said well here it is you can buy this and it costs you a dollar and it's rated number one because 400 people bought it just like all these other stores you know then all of a sudden you're gonna have this talent pool appear that's going to develop things like Little Big Planet, for instance. That's going to be really good. I mean, I would like to see games on Little Big Planet too that were monetized because I think that they make really good stuff now. But I would like to see that you know what you could do if people were able to sit back and go, "Hey guys, you know we could make a hundred thousand dollars if we like make a really good game for this." You know what I'm saying? Sure. And then all of a sudden you're going to have a, a level of quality that's going to like really rock it up you know and and uh, right. uh you know th- that's you're totally right and 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 maybe little big planet is a is a great example of where the innovation is going you know because that's the sort of thing where there's a future in in that product where a lot of these other products again they're not bad i'm not knocking it in. i want to play halo reach like everybody else i want to play black ops i want to play medal of honor but i'm saying yeah. that that 
you know, five years from now, if they're if they're coming out with um, Call of Duty 17 or something, and it's another freaking um, this time they go to Grenada or something, <laughs> I'm just not really I'm sure that that's going to hold my attention, you know. And Call of uh, Duty World War One. Yeah, right. Yeah, sure. Love the bayonets. Oh. All right, the Revolutionary War. You get one shot, <laughs> and then you, you got to go reload in 20 minutes. You uh, take the powder out of yeah, put the cotton wadding in. in there and everything. And, yeah. and there, there's no movement. You can only move forward and take a knee. <laughs> yeah, right. And it doesn't hit either. You're aimed right at him, and the bullet just takes on like a tree branch. Right. And then a cannon comes flying over and smacks you in the face. <laughs> You're dead. Yeah, an Indian walks up and just scalps you for no reason or something. Like, what yeah. the hell just happened? Oh, that's... No wonder we got our ass kicked by them. It's just like, anybody think to go hide? Everybody's going to line up in a big row. Yeah, big row and right in bright red outfits and everything. Yeah, Civilized way of warfare. Give me a break. It was, uh, yeah. <laughs> but anyway... It, yeah, what you're saying is is is, is right, and and it, it it really is that. It's like one thing looks like another, and looks that looks like another, looks like another. Now, if there's a billion little big planets that come out, okay, maybe that's too much too. But the thing is, the freedom that that it allows you, and the creativity that it allows you, I think is what's going to keep people coming back to it. And I will say that I just um, had read in a magazine that. Um, somebody had created a level for Little, Little Big Planet that got the attention of Media Molecule, the developers, and now he's working for them. Right. So, I mean, and so, you know, they do pay attention and recognize talent. And I think that's cool. And that's good for gamers that want to get into that. And, and good for everybody, really, because it's free. You're not having to pay to get map packs. You know, it's not, they, I mean, you, there's stuff you can buy for Little Big Planet. They do have DLC, but. I mean, there's millions of levels out there that are completely free that you can download that right. people have created. Well, that's what I, I think. That, that's awesome. That, I, I'm not saying that you should pay for all of it. I'm saying it should be like the the more like the Apple Store where you can you can get tons of stuff for free, or you can also find quality stuff that you would pay for. You know, right. you could also find a lot of crap that they charge. You know, they'll charge you money for, and you'd be stupid <laughs> to buy it. But, um, uh, you know, I think that if you have a rating system and all this sort of stuff, I just think that you can develop a really good talent pool of people that can make this stuff. And, um, uh, you know, it's like you're saying, it's the future, in a sense, of of gaming, where um, your your community is able to develop. But... um, I don't know, dude. I just think that uh, we're really stagnant right now overall. And I think that um, a lot of people just, what people were getting excited about at E3, yeah, okay, the 3DS and everything, but what were they getting excited about? There was two games they showed, both rehashes, Star Fox 64 and um, Kid Icarus, right? And, uh, you know, the, um, the Rock Band 3, uh, and, and you know, I mean, it's it's all like that. I mean, you you know, Sony had SOCOM, Killzone. Right. You know, it's all stuff we've seen before. And you know, Nintendo was showing stuff we've already seen, and and nobody's immune to it. You know, Microsoft sure. and 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 anybody's original IP was basically just um, a kid game or something like you know, connect yeah, con- connect animals or something. Connect the C three in particular felt really below average to me for exactly the reason that you're mentioning is that everything just felt like very rehashed or you know the new technology you know which we talked about already was less than thrilling too so it's like i I don't know man i'm with you in there i'm not disagreeing with you that i i totally agree with that and i don't know maybe (laughs) this is gonna sound silly but 
maybe the you know what happened to the Japanese? You know, other than Nintendo, where's all the good Japanese games coming out? That's true. Like, like they 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 historically have been known for coming out with some crazy innovation, innovative stuff, and and um, it just seems like I don't know. We didn't get anything from them at E3. It felt like Not I don't know really. if they're saving it all for Tokyo Game Show or what, but I mean, I think it's, it seems like the more. I mean, American developers make great games, but I do feel like American developers are also the people that are um, are helping create this problem of of having every game come out that looks like Modern Warfare. Well, I mean, I think that yeah. the, I think that the Japanese have have a problem of being able to afford to develop for these new consoles. I think it was easier for them to come up with games on the original PlayStation, the first PlayStation, because it yeah. fit into their their colorful, simple graphic, you know, manga concepts and right. bringing a lot of that, you know, you you got to raise the bar a lot now to get in on this market and a lot of those studios are really small. And and um yeah, you got your Konami and your Capcom and all that sort of stuff that's still pushing pushing the envelope but for the most part all those little places like where's tecmo are they still alive you know yeah. did they, they you know they came out with a tecmo bowl like remake that was horrible yeah right i mean and you know there was a uh, koi i think got eaten up by somebody um you know th- there's all these little companies that have existed over there and i'm not sure whatever happened to treasure remember them <laughs> i no i don't you don't remember treasure oh my god you play jrpgs you don't know the freak treasure is um. Yeah, I do, but I'm not like hardcore. hardcore well, all right, I'm just I'm just messing with you. But um, <laughs> yeah, there, yeah, it's um, it, it you know, Square is still doing stuff. Okay, you know, but um, it Square, listen, the Square is a perfect example of what you're talking about. Well, like Final Fantasy 13, they were like, well, why aren't there towns in Final Fantasy 13? And the the response, it's too hard. Yeah. <laughs> If, if you look back at the release list of Square, if you go back to, like, the PlayStation, they had, like, a game. It seemed like they were coming out with a game every month there for a while. I mean, it's not just the Final Fantasies. They had the Ur-Guys and the Secret of Mana and the Chocobo Dungeon. And, I mean, it's like every month they had a game. And uh, it, it, it seems like them. it's... It's the f- Final Fantasy movie screwed them. That's why they tanked, and they had to merge with Enix, and they haven't been the same since. Yeah, is Sega? What you know? Sega basically, you know, what do they got? Another another Sonic or something? I'm, yeah, you know, basically. It, 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 now, they're basically yeah. like we're gonna release Dreamcast games and Saturn games on the 360 because we got we got nothing, <laughs> you, you know. And I I don't know. I, I I just feel like we're at a we're at a weird point where maybe we've m- made video games too expensive. For or there's too much competition, or I'm not sure. Or are gamers too picky? Maybe we've become too picky because we used to just buy everything. But then, you know, I kind of blame the pricing. You know, it's it's gotten. Listen, Nintendo 64 games were always really expensive. I don't know whoever could afford those seventy-five dollar cartridges. But right. um, you know, the PlayStation, the original PlayStation, a lot of things were affordable, and you know, CD was cheaper. And yeah, maybe the game originally came out at fifty bucks, but it didn't take long for the thing to be like twenty dollars or less. And um, you know, today the freaking discount game, the you know the the greatest hits is thirty bucks. You know, and I yeah. look at those and I go, why isn't that twenty dollars? Twenty dollars to <laughs> me is acceptable. You know, twenty dollars. Yeah. That's a twenty dollar bill. I don't have a thirty dollar bill. You know, I don't want to spend thirty dollars on a game that's old. 
you know, that's like um, outdated now at this point because it's like there's three more in front of it. So, you know, right. I go on Steam, I can get a game for two fifty. I go on the, the iPhone game for a dollar. And uh, now these greatest hits are 30 bucks. It's like... They're they- making the same mistake as the music industry did. Like, remember when CDs were, like, outrageous at a point in time where it felt like yeah. you're paying, like, 20 bucks for a CD where there's maybe one good song on it? Right. And, and that, what that did was make everybody go out and download, which is what they're doing with games now. Everybody's going out and pirating. And then it wasn't until, you know, maybe iTunes or the Zune Marketplace. And these things came out where they said, okay, well, you know what? That $20 CD, you can now get for 10 bucks, And you can also select, you know, one song if you just want the one song. I think video games are, you know, they're probably headed in that direction. And I'm not saying that I advocate everything that, that that's doing. But maybe it's going to take something like that for these companies to lower their price and be more competitive. Because right now they're not really competing against something else that's offering these for a discounted price. Right, and and the the thing is, is that why are all these games one price fits all too? Like, yeah. wh- why is the the crappy Connectimals or whatever going to be sixty dollars? <laughs> and you know, um, yeah. something that took like five years to develop, like a Metal Gear or something, it, you know, or Gran Turismo is also sixty dollars. Like, how? Who thought of that? You know, why? It doesn't make sense to me. You know, it's like. Yeah. Um, I, I don't get it. I don't get it because the, the the production and everything has nothing to do with it. The, the DVD costs a penny today. You know, the yeah. case, with the case and the booklet and all that stuff, they're probably spending like a couple of bucks, even if they're spending five dollars to put that all together. I mean, why is it that there's such a markup on it? It's gouging. It's trying to rip off gamers. They're hoping the hype alone will um, will move these things. And I, and I think you're right. It's going to burn their ass because, um, people are finding other sources of entertainment. There's a lot of stuff on computers right now that are cheap. Seems like valve gets it. Steam gets it. You know, they know that, um, you're, there's a certain subset that's going to pre-order. That's going to get the game first, but there's also a lot of money to be made from the guy that you can get to pay the $5 for a game. And the con- right. the console market, they just don't seem to want to give give that up. You know, they they yeah. want more and more money for stuff that's you know questionably improved, and I think that's hurting the Japanese because I think if they could sell their games on these consoles for twenty dollars, you know, like they used to be able to do on the PlayStation, I think that we would right. see a lot more of those games. I think that with the sixty dollar game, they can't get the quality there for the $60 game. And, you know, and it's bullshit that Sony and Microsoft sit there and say, oh, well, you can, you can, they can resell their games on our online fucking yeah. thing. You know, because that market is so, like, non-substantial that, you know, right. I, I mean, how, how are they going to really be able to compete with that? That's like a little developer home, you know? Like, it's right. it's the guy that makes flour, you know? That guy, he's right. getting he's getting paid... But, you know, you can't be a real serious studio and release stuff on there. I mean, I don't see how that can be um, very successful financially for a company. They, they need to be able to get their game in a store, in Walmart, and compete on price. You know, put sure. that 360 game in there that's fun. And, and not... And I'm not talking about the bass fishing game that's 20 bucks <laughs> that everybody sees and it's like, I'm not buying that because that's going to suck. You know, but right. I wouldn't mind seeing some of these Japanese games show up and, and being able to pay for it. All right, anyway, um, this show's gone really long. Um, yeah. 
But pee my pants here. <laughs> just really quick, uh, Microsoft also did show off Xbox 360 Slim. What did you think about that? Um, and thought it looked cool. Um, definitely a sleeker design than the original 360. Um, <laughs> I'm kind of ticked at Microsoft for uh, giving them all away to those journalists because yeah. then you go back and you read and they're like Microsoft's conference was the best like I literally <laughs> went on on IGN and they're like every single one of them had nothing bad to say about about the three you know, oh, about Microsoft no. conference so and every sick. single comment underneath that was like you guys are so full of shit yeah and it just and it just makes you it just completely calls into question any sort of journalism and you're like yeah you know I would have written up good ones if I would have gotten a free one you know send it to the people that are watching this too but no but I mean just as, a, as far as the product alone <clears throat> I think they had to do it, you know, like Sony's done it and it's historically worked well for them. It, you're going to get those guys that even though they already have a 360 are going to want to get the collector's edition. So it, you get systems moving like that. And you got guys like me who's just, you know, watching the death clock count down on his fourth 360 and is just thinking that, you know what, when that comes out, I'll get that one because it's better. And it's the same price. Right. So, um, yeah, I think it was a good move on their part. Yeah, I, I agree. I think it's a nice upgrade for them. It, it, uh, it sort of matches most of what the PlayStation 3 offers at this point. No, it doesn't contain Blu-ray. I don't know what to say, you know, about Blu-ray at this point, though, because, you know, the the standalone players have become so inexpensive, and by Christmas time, they're going to be $25 in stacks at Walmart, you know. (laughs) So I, I... yeah. I'm not sure it matters so much anymore that the Blu-ray is the the real trump card, though it's nice to have if you can get it. Um, so I sure. think that it's a I think that it's a good move. Um, I but I I also think that uh, it's also a bad move in the sense that it's going to cause Microsoft not to lower the price, which may have been what they needed to move more systems. You know, okay. the hardcore gets it, but the 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 regular audience not so much. But anyway, let's wrap it up. I know you got to go pee. Um, yeah. And uh, but thanks for hanging out with me and doing this, even though the audio went bad. We went oh, like yeah. well over two hours on this show. So. Yeah, we had some good conversation. It was fun. Yeah. And uh, I mean, other than I'll just quickly say, besides the three big three, the one thing I'm excited about, and uh, just because I'm a geek, I'm gonna say that I think Mortal Kombat's gonna be fun. <laughs> yeah, because it's got the fatalities, and even though the last, I've always been a diehard Mortal Kombat fan. Like even though there's been a lot of crappy looking games but mm-hmm. i'm excited for that and i also watched part of konami's conference which was even worse than microsoft's oh. did you see that did no you see I, any of the I, konami did, I did not see konami i did not see mortal kombat i wish i did go do yourself a favor seriously you, you go on go game trailers and look up and look up like the best of the worst or like the worst of e3 yeah. they brought up these guys these japanese guys that could barely speak english to do like their presentations and they had like this laser tag thing with like the guy from Talk Soup or whatever. It was it was horrible. If, if you thought Microsoft was bad, it was way worse. I'm not sure I want to watch it now though. If it's going to be that bad, and I'm going to be all angry at the end. No, um, it's just like like watch the highlights. It'll like be five minutes. Uh, You'll get an idea. All right. Well, thanks everybody for listening to the show. Uh, if you want to find out more information, go to videogamenews.com. The first post on the front page will tell you how to get this show, which is Kevin's Oblast Radio, which is always kind of different and uh as well as all the other shows that we do video game news radio midwest wasteland cleveland sports radio etc uh definitely check it out and jedi thanks for being on the show um i'm not going to do an outro Uh, i'm just going to end it because the show is way too long so take it easy peace peace